Hello, everyone. This is Tommy at World at War Comics, and today we have another fantastic podcast. But before we get into that, we want to remind you to please hit that subscribe button. Make sure you hit that like button. Um, we really want to bring you more and more interviews, and obviously that helps out the algorithm and allows more people to see our videos. Um, so hit that subscribe for us. Um, also, Today's podcast is brought to you by Cien Chilies, the best hot sauce you will find. Go to C-I-E-N-C-H-I-L-E-S.com. Use comics at checkout and you'll save 15%. Um, it is also brought to you by Comic Crusaders. That's right, ComicCrusaders.com. If you want to know anything and everything that's going on in comics and movies, um, even in music, go to ComicCrusaders.com. I'm also a writer for Comic Crusaders, and we're constantly looking at new comics and bringing that information to you. All right, back to business. World at War Comics podcast brings you today Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. This is by David Crownson. Um, we've been going back and forth for a little while. I'm so excited that we've been finally able to bring him here. Um, you are looking at one of the most successful comics in the last year. We'll get into the reasons why with David um, as we jump in, but this comic book has been on fire. Um, it was self-published by Ken, um, Kingwood Comics, which is his company, his publishing company. It just got picked up by Massive. You could go in your comic book stores and find it now. If you're not finding it, you could certainly ask your LCS to make sure that they bring this in. You will love this comic book. The art is great. The story is even better. Um, the art was done by Kirtland Ellis. So yeah, check it out. Without further ado, here is David and I. Thanks, everybody. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the World at War Comics podcast. Today, I have Mr. David, creator, writer of Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. So excited to talk to you, my friend. I read your comic, I don't know, maybe a year ago. And uh, I think about a few months ago, we started talking a little bit back and forth. I'm so glad I was able to get you on, David. Very excited to talk to you, my friend. How are you? Good. Tom. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> man, this is going to be fun, man. I, we kind of had a great conversation going um, right before I hit record about where mm -hmm. you're at now. And I don't think people realize like the success you're seeing right now, what built up to that. So what I would love to do is go back a little bit, talk about how you got into comics. Did you grow up around comics? Is it a new format for you? Um, and then we could get into Harriet Tubman. And I know you have other creations that you have as well um, under Kingwood. Yeah. So maybe let's go way back. When's the first time you got into comics, David? And do you remember the comic that you uh, liked the first? Yeah, I think I the first, the first comic guy... I think it started when I was six years old Nice. <laughs> and uh, my dad used to, you know, basically get, um, you know, newspapers and the back of the newspaper had like comic strips. And I would always read like, you know, Heathcliff, Peanuts, yeah. Curtis. Um, um, the, yeah, I, I, would, I would just read those. Sure. And I think the very first comic book, that I got was the graphic novel collection of the death of Superman. Oh, wow. And that was huge because they treated it like, Oh, like, cause again, like now when someone dies in a comic book, we're all <laughs> kind of like, well, whatever. But like, yeah. that was like a big deal or sure. when that happened, <laughs> it was like, they killed a person. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think, and, and usually conflicts were really ginger with yeah. death. Yeah. You know, like, I think the only other person who had died was, like, 
in comics that was it was a significant cultural thing was Jason Todd. Yeah, had yeah. <laughs> had died maybe six seven years prior. Yeah, and that was like huge. Like they killed Robin. Yeah, ten, well, ten, ten people like on for 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 those listening, whatever your age group is, uh, it was a national. It was like a nationwide thing when they, <laughs> when Robin was killed. It was like there was an explosion and you had to dial a phone number on collect if you wanted robin to die you dial this number and if you want robin to live you yeah. dial this number and an overwhelming amount of people called to like have robin killed morbid as hell so um so but yeah death of superman was the first book i read and i really thought oh my god that's the end of Superman, <laughs> like, I, like I was six, and it was a—it's a very violent book. I yeah, think my yeah. dad, my dad got it for me because I think um, the, this is back when comics made millions of dollars, yeah, <laughs> uh, a year, and it was going to be a collectible. But I messed it up because I read that book, like, yeah. <laughs> like from chapter one to chapter seven, yeah, <laughs> um, of of just superman getting into a fist fight with doomsday yeah um yeah that was that was my intro and thought oh man this is the end of superman (laughs) um damn i can't believe like we're never gonna see another superman comic book and then you know i'm like oh what's this lois lois and clark the new adventures the new adventures of superman what is this (laughs) i was like oh this this probably takes place before he gets killed obviously (laughs) Like, cause he's this is obviously uh, a biography, a pre- prequel. Cause Superman's yeah. dead. They're not gonna make they're not gonna make any more Superman comic books because he is yeah. dead. Uh, but yeah, that was my very first comic book that I read. Loved yeah. it. Um, and then I got into I think Spider Man was next. Yeah. Um, and then Batman. You know, I was, I was more of a Batman film fan than yeah. a comic book fan. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, and th- that's kind of what got me in mm-hmm. uh, was Superman, Spider Man, Batman, and then Daredevil, um, and going all the way into my teens, you know, where I used to work double shifts at uh, my town grocery store mm-hmm. just so I, I could buy multiple comic books because I think like Brian Michael Bendis was doing his Ultimate Run, yeah, and also doing uh, his Daredevil run, so <laughs> yeah. I was like. You know, we're making seven bucks an hour yeah. at uh, Shoprite. Shoprite, <laughs> I know Shoprite. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And, and like you know, if I work a double shift, it's nine dollars and twenty five cents. <laughs> um, nine dollars and twenty five cents. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I need money so I can buy a PlayStation. Yeah. Go see Spider Man. Uh, <laughs> and then I gotta, I gotta find out what happens in Ultimate Spider Man. Yeah, and buy, I gotta buy my Daredevil alias. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I was like a Brian Michael Bendis head. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, throughout my high school years, he's definitely uh, in that legendary uh, area of writers for sure. I mean, he's oh, yeah. accomplished oh, yeah. a lot. <laughs> he's accomplished a lot. Oh yeah, especially like during that time with his Spider-Man run and with his Daredevil run, and then his creator-own stuff with like, yeah. um, with um, what is it with Powers and mm-hmm. Torso. Yeah. Um and Alias was like my 
favorite. I loved that comic yeah. book. Still love that comic book. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jessica Jones, love it. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Uh, great dialogue, great art, great storytelling. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think J. Michael Straczynski with his mm -hmm. Spider-Man run too. Yeah. So I was like buying like double Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> like the the two thousands were my like Spider-Man years. Yeah. Uh, because it was like seeing Spider-Man in theaters, yeah. buying Ultimate Spider-Man, uh, <laughs> Brian Michael Bendis's run, buying the Amazing Spider-Man run from yeah. J. Michael Straczynski. Um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, that's what got me into comic books, and then. I kept just buying comic books and yeah. reading them consistently. Um, and still, well, hilariously, when I started writing comic books, uh -huh. I, I wasn't buying comics as much. Yeah. Um, which is weird. <laughs> like, like I remember the last, the, the last day of the Kickstarter for Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer in 2016, mm -hmm. the last comics that I bought were uh invincible iron man by brian michael bendis <laughs> uh miles morales yeah. ultimate spite miles morales spider-man run by brian michael bendis yeah. and superman american alien by max landis mm. and um and then i just stopped buying comic books <laughs> on, a, on, on like on, on a regular yeah like, monthly basis i think the only other comic book that I bought and you know that that I bought on a regular basis was I I I think I, I discovered uh, I never picked up Invincible when it was originally out mm -hmm. but a lot of my friends and not because I was like yo forget uh brought uh a Kirkman, you know, Kirkman. <laughs> yeah. um it, it was just because like my budget could only allow yeah, yeah. like okay okay I can I can afford three comic books <laughs> and they are gonna be you know, Daredevil, Ultimate Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man. That's it. That's all. Yeah. That's all I can afford. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Uh, uh, yeah, I think the most. I think 2016. No, no, 2018 through the pandemic, uh -huh. I like bought the graphic novel collection of Invincible. Yeah. Because uh, it, it it ended in 2018. Right. And so I, you know. I was so busy with like making the comic book and putting a lot of my money into the comic book. Right. I literally would just rent it from the library and I ordered my library to be like, yo, you need to buy this book. So I, got the, <laughs> I got the collection yeah. of Invincible. And I was going through a tough time in 2018. Mm. Um, you know, I had gone through a breakup mm. and I had a TV deal that didn't go through with Harriet. Oh, um okay. Which it worked out perfectly. The people I'm yeah. working now are perfect for it. Yeah. And so I was going through like a lot and I had a lot of writer's block and was was mm. uh had a really a job that I hated and uh was not making as much money. And um, you know, I, I owe a lot Invincible has a special place in my heart because I had severe writer's block, um, wasn't motivated. And because you can have writer's block, but you can still be motivated to like put pen to pad. Yeah. But um, Invincible, uh, yeah, I read the, that entire series, I think, in a summer. Yeah. And and love everyone, everyone watching, 
yes, the show is great. The show yeah. does an amazing job adapting <laughs> yeah, it. They do. That comic book is so so good. good. Yeah, no, by far, by far one of the oh, best yeah. things that come from Image in a long time. I think. Oh yeah, like I am like kicking myself that I never picked it up because uh, yeah. it, it was they both were around the same time and i remember yeah. seeing the cover for invincible but i'd be like hey look at my Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> no that's you the know? only comic book i own the entire run from one to 144 um that's really? the only only yeah. series that i own the whole thing of because it's it's definitely my favorite and i don't know if you've seen the marvel select toys that came out too the seven inch toys that just came out um mm -hmm. right after the first season on amazon um they came out with some seven inch figures through diamond select um, the same company that makes the Marvel Select seven inch uh, figures. So, yeah, it's uh, I, I didn't want to cut you off, but man, Invincible yeah, yeah. is amazing. The story is incredible. The character development is incredible. I mean, Robert Kirkman did a, an amazing. I think that's his best work, to be honest. I know he's Dang. super famous for um, what's it called, The Living Dead, or I, yeah, I never the, got into yeah. it. Uh, what's it called? Uh, yeah, The Walking Dead. Walking Dead. I, yeah. You know, it was never I, was know, my thing personally. Uh, Invincible was my thing with Robert for sure. Same, like I, I think The Walking Dead. I haven't really gotten into the comic books, yeah, as much. You know, I'm mostly like most people got into it because of the show. Yeah, the TV um, show. Yeah. You know, at least like the first three seasons, I think, are solid. Yeah. Um, and then I then I kind of fell off from it. Um, yeah. but but yeah, like I, I think he does. You know, he keeps. He does Walking Dead because you know the Walking Dead is why you know the company is worth billions of dollars it's, now. It's crazy, it's crazy, right? Yeah, you know? <laughs> but yeah, because there's Walking Dead, there's Walking Dead wine. Yeah, that's all. That. It's there's Walking. Yeah. There's Walking Dead. You know wine. when you have your own comic book wine, you've made it. <laughs> oh yeah, like, like yeah, like, like watch out, everyone. I'm gonna do you know Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. You know, to kill Chardonnay, and then we'll, yeah, <laughs> and then we'll you know see it. But um, yeah, like I just feel, yeah, like that whole entire, like my friends were just like who have been like hardcore, like you who have had Invincible from issue one in mm -hmm. two thousand three yeah. to when it ended in uh, like what was it, December twenty seventeen, yeah, um. And then I was like, oh, I just read it all in the summer. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just like, he's like, you son of a. Um, to be honest, I, I read it through the Compodium. So, oh, they're up there. So that's mm -hmm. how I read it, just because it was simpler. And I didn't want to damage my issue one because <laughs> I didn't want to go through right. And then there's a few uh, issues that are now worth a few hundred dollars. So I was glad I never touched them. I just bought them, put them in there. But then I read them from the Compodium. So uh, Compendium, I guess is how you pronounce it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, 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 man. It, it is ugh. like I, uh, I think I think my girlfriend got me the compendium for for Christmas, uh, which is like I think issues one through, um, forty. Yeah, um, I think so. Probably that. Yeah, but yeah, it's like, but that like it, it, I owe a lot to that comic book because it it like rebirthed me mm. in a way. It kind of um, brought you I, out of that writer's block. It helped bring you out oh, of yeah. that. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's awesome. It brought me out of my writer's block and also my funk. Wow. Um, because, uh, yeah, it, it just brought me out of it. Like, there's even, like, 
there's you know you have to look for it but like yeah. there i i do uh what is it i i do a um an ode to invincible in uh one of the issues of harriet i'll have to go back uh, and read it, now the the longer version that i have in the pdf to find it oh yeah yeah it's <laughs> in uh it's a very it's taken from a very like violent issue of <laughs> invincible and i you know uh yeah i well i think the artist i said hey reference this yeah um in my notes and he you know I think at first I said, make this the most epic thing you've ever drawn <laughs> in my script notes. And then he was like, okay. And I said, here's the reference for it. He's like, yeah. got it. And yeah. then he like, he like drew it in one day. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Dude crushes it. You must have had um, fun drawing that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He had a <laughs> lot of fun. Dude crushed it. He was amazing. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So um, yeah, I, you know, comic book fan my entire life. Yeah, loving comic book stories, loving mm -hmm. comic book films. You know, going to the movies to see comic book movies. Yeah. Um. You know, when when Chris Nolan was announced to direct a Batman movie and write it, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be solid because <laughs> I was a big fan of Memento. Yeah, and, he's awesome. Um, yeah, like and a few other things. So I'm like, I'm like, he's gonna crush it. And the and uh, whoever is Batman, if they get if they get this right, I'm being like I was like 16, 17. I was like, if they get this right, yeah. they're going to take over. Yeah, and yeah. it was like, oh, uh, it, uh, it's either going to be Josh Hartnett, Christian. Yeah. I think they had a whole bunch of names. This is like when I used to go to superherohype.com. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and, and like comingsoon.net, and yeah. it was like the top list for Chris Nolan's Batman movie are. Josh Hartnett, Freddie Prince Jr., yeah. uh, Ryan Phillippe, uh, Chillian Murphy. Really? I don't even remember those, yeah. Yeah, Chillian Murphy, and the last was Christian Bale. Yeah. Did you there have a favorite was... out of that list? I wanted to be Christian Bale. Oh, you did? Wow. Then you, I, you I, 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 I wanted to, to be Christian Bale, and I'm like, too bad it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> You'll never get it, right? <laughs> I was like, this dude, the dude from, because like around this time, like American Psycho is out. Yeah, super popular. And, and and it was like really popular, but I'm like, there is no way in hell they are going to let this dude who is crazy. Yeah, yeah. In my head, I'm, I'm just like, because. Uh, and they they didn't do a good job. Like I remember, the, I still remember the announcement. Yeah. They had the thing they used for Shillian, like everyone's images. Uh, for Cillian Murphy, they had uh, twenty eight days later. They had images from that. Josh Hartnett. <laughs> they had like a bunch of cool pictures. But the picture they decided to use for Christian <laughs> Bale was from like a musical he did. Really? And, <laughs> and I'm like, You're not doing like, justice, huh? Yeah, I'm like, why are we, why are we going at Newsies? Yeah. Uh, you should be using. There was a movie he did. Uh, I forget the name of the movie. He, it, it's a dragon killer movie. Uh -huh. um, he he did it with the dude who played Jesus, uh, Jim Caviezel. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, it was a dragon killer movie. I'm like, yo, that's that's the thing you should have picked. Yeah. But. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, Christian Bale, he, I'm like, there's no way he's going to get it. Yeah. He yeah. is 
perfect to yeah. be because this dude's gonna like become yeah <laughs> this dude is going to beautifully embody yeah like 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 it's it's just right it doesn't even have to act it, yeah, it's yeah. like it's there <laughs> like there's like there's just something like a friend of mine said he was an extra he was like a cop in the dark knight rises and he's just like he's like dude like i've been an extra in a couple of films and i've worked on well he, he's done he's been in uh, uh a lot of dc and a lot of batman films actually really? Yeah, um, he I can't say his name because he'll get in trouble, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> but he, you know, he did Dark Knight Rises, no he way, did, uh, Justice League, he didn't get Batman v Superman, but he did Justice League, yeah, and uh, <laughs> and the Batman. And he's like, bro, no one has given me chills that yeah. Christian Bale, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, word, he's like, he's like, I don't know, man, there's something like. He's like when, because he usually plays a cop in things. Yeah. He's like Christian, just like he like walks in <laughs> and he he's like he's the like there's like a focus. Yeah, and yeah. and like I looked right at him, and when he's looking at you, he's like looking at you <laughs> right through you. Almost that, like. Yeah, oh yeah, and he's just like it's like oh shit, it's Batman, <laughs> <laughs> you know. And I was like, yo, so what 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 what's been happening? Like, it's weird because like. He's really tall, but he doesn't have like Christian Bell kept the voice. Yeah. <laughs> when he and first like you you would think like, oh, like this is a joke, you know. And then like and then he comes off and he's like he takes off the <laughs> stuff and then he's like, Hello, hi everyone. <laughs> shit. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And my friend got to ask him, like, it's like, yo, so why do you keep the what's up with that? And he's like, well, I just feel like, and he had a whole reason. He's like, I think it's even more intense if I like don't even talk to you. Yeah. I, 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 I think it, it puts me more in a thing if I'm just yeah. like being this guy and I'm right, talking right. to you as this guy. Yeah. And when and when I put this on, I'm not just putting on a bag. I, I have to become an animal. Yeah. With it. And That's amazing, like, huh? He's like Jesus, like you know Ben Affleck and Robert Pattinson, respectfully, just kind of yeah. like when they're not filming, they're just like goofing around, chilling. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but like, but he was just like, oh man, it's so cool because Ben Affleck, he's so tall and big, um, and like broad. Yeah. And and like Christian uh, uh, Robert Pattinson, it was just funny because I thought, oh man, this is gonna be bad because he was like laughing and goofing around. He's like. <laughs> laughing and goofing around in that bad state. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like, oh no, this is gonna suck. And my friend is an he's an extra in the spoiler spoiler for the Batman, the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. Um and they yell rolling and this dude like put it on. <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed the Batman. I thought Robert Pattinson did an amazing job, but also all the other characters just uplifted the entire movie. I I really yeah. it's it's in my top of Batman movie. Obviously, Christian Bale in that trilogy is there, but yeah. uh, R. Patterson's right under that man. I, I think he did a really good job, and I'm super excited for the second one. Knowing Clayface yeah. is going to be in it, I mean, yeah. it's going to be pretty dope, man. Even Robin is going to make a yeah, Robin, Robin appearance. And so, yeah, yeah uh, like, we'll see like, what happens. I, I, yeah, I think that quickly he became because I, I'm like. He, that's the longest we've seen Batman and like on screen. Yeah. 
like we maybe have maybe we don't have a lot of Bruce Wayne scenes in that movie. <laughs> no, we don't. That's right. Just a few yeah. when he is in his mansion, right? Just a few. Yeah, a few when he's in his mansion at the one at the funeral. Yeah. Um, there's still enough because Robert Pattinson, but like he like it's the most screen time a Batman has ever had. I didn't even and think about just, that, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and there's something about like, and and again, no disrespect to Ben Affleck or any other Batman prior, but like. If I see there's something about his Batman, it just didn't feel. It felt like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> well, like, like this is this is a real thing, and, this is a, <laughs> and it belongs in this reality. Yeah, and it, it it didn't feel like. Um, and also, they did a really good job of, like, like if I was a criminal, I don't know, I don't know why I've been thinking about this all like for a while. Like, if I was a criminal. And I saw Robert, Robert Pattinson's Batman like walking down the street, and I was starting some shit. I was like, I'm like, oh, oh, I can take this guy. Yeah, I, I would, I, like, I, like, I would try it. He would yeah. whoop my ass, <laughs> and all of my friends. Uh, I don't know if I can cross this. I'm sorry. No, you're um, good. You're good. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, oh, he's gonna whoop me and my friends' asses. <laughs> if I saw Ben Affleck's yeah. Batman. Like Batman v Superman, Ben Affleck. I'm like, oh, oh, no, nah, no. Nah, yeah, he's get a huge, job. man. He's huge. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, why is there crime? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 why is there crime in this city? You know, Christian Bale's Batman. <laughs> no, nah, I'm not. I'm not gonna attempt it. Like Robert Pattinson's. I'm like, you know what? Like, like, I think I can whoop his ass. <laughs> but like, like, because because people. Because that whole movie, everyone's trying him. Yeah, Even yeah. like when they're in the police crew, like they're yeah, all everyone. like, they're like, dude, what a, like, I, I, yo, I think I can whoop his ass. Oh, oh, no. Like people are in like really, but no one's afraid of him. But it's just a thing of like, they, the film does such an amazing job where they're yeah. just like, yo, when Batman like walks by, it's like it's like ugh, he gives yeah. it <laughs> It's like just sends a chill. It's like ugh, Batman gives me the creeps. What a freaking freak! Like I'm trying to do my job, and this like <laughs> this random dude who literally blends in the shadows. Yeah, like yeah. there's a funny scene at the beginning of the movie where like dudes forensic dudes and he like bumps in the back and they and it's yeah. like oh you can see why yeah the dude's like quiet and like in the dark i'm like that man gives me the fucking creep <laughs> fuck this dude <laughs> um uh, yeah uh i agree, man. Yes. I agree. it's very good robert Pattinson crushed him very very excited for the sequel I think so. very excited for a robin yeah also really excited about everything sorry tangent on dc really no, excited about all really excited about what i've been thinking about like what james gunn will do uh, yeah i think he's getting a lot yeah. of heat and it's a little unfair i mean the guy really hasn't started and i know he's yeah. every movie he keeps saying hey this is going to be great what are the guy supposed to do he works for dc he's not going to trash his yeah. own movies so i, I don't know i, I exactly. give the guy a break man he doesn't start till 2025 let's get through the rest of this dc we all know it doesn't matter um, but uh, dude, I, I actually like Blue Beetle. I thought Blue Beetle was actually really good. But uh, man, I'm I'm sad that it didn't do as well in the theaters. I, what's going to happen is it's yeah. going to go on Max, and it's going to blow up on Max, and oh, everyone's yeah. gonna be like, "Oh, this is really good." I'm like, dude, you should have saw it in the theater, man. It's 
incredible. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me and my girlfriend, we saw Blue Beetle, and we both enjoyed it. Yeah, it was and fun. Um, I think my girlfriend, uh, controversial take. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I... I I enjoyed I I really enjoyed the I really enjoyed the Flash I really liked it. Uh, me too. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. it I think the CGI it, it, is what kind of oh, got yeah. people like, what is going on, man? This is really bad. And then they came out and said, "Yeah, we tried to make it bad. That way it matched it." Like, come on, guys, come on. It's it's like it's like guys, <laughs> full of shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> which is which is weird because it's like you're a billion dollar company. Like you've had this movie's been done. For a while, a long time. Movie's been done. Movie's been done since 2020. So like, and they actually did a lot of retakes of several uh, portions of the movie too, right? They went back in, I think, yeah. six or seven times. So you had a lot of time to fix that, man. Exactly. Like they went back to, I think they, they they went back and reshot like some things with Michael Keaton because they couldn't. Yeah. I think it was in the middle of COVID, oh, so okay. they had to be like, they had to like stop filming and then they had to go back to finish um all michael keaton batman stuff oh, okay uh they filmed all his bruce wayne stuff but him in the suit uh and that that battle sequence they had to go back and do it yeah so i'm yeah. just like and then they had to go back uh, allegedly they shot two endings for that batman ending oh yeah, yeah uh, there's one there's one the original one is it's michael keaton comes comes out and he's like i'm back i die yeah. <laughs> yeah. um and then they're like oh you know we're changing this so uh now it's going to be hmm, we all know what we're gonna do let's yeah. do one let's do one to be for fun yeah and that was george clooney which i hated yeah. um <laughs> he's only, arguably only... the worst batman too i mean a lot of people put him at the bottom of batman's too He's weird, and, and, right? I heard they went after Christian Bale and he wanted no part of it. Oh, yeah. Christian Bale wanted no part of it. And allegedly, they've done one with Robert Pattinson. Oh, really? And they cut that one out? Yeah, that one. They That one's completely like, won't see the light of day because Matt yeah. Reeves is like, my Batman doesn't play well with others. <laughs> <laughs> which I which I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm like, uh, like if it was me running the studio, I would be like, "Hey, listen up." Um, yeah. Uh, this is called DC Comics, yeah. not Mav, not Mav, not Matt Reeves Comics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so your Batman does whatever the hell we want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I would have done that, but I think James Gunn was being really respectful and just yeah. was like, "I kind of want to do a Damian Wayne." Yeah. Thing. Like. Like he and he expressed like he's like my favorite run of Batman comics is the mid to late nineties into the two thousands with the Bat family. Yeah, yeah. So he's always wanted to have a Bat family like film series. Yeah. So, you know, Matt Reeves cool. will do Yeah, so I think this next Batman Brave and the Bold is just gonna be, you know, a Batman who's in his mid to late thirties. Mm -hmm. who's who's been batman since he was 25 yeah you know he's had a dick grayson who's been robin and is now nightwing and yeah. he's had a jason todd who's died maybe will come back yeah. he's had jason todd who's died and um they better not skip tim drake i hate that shit i yeah. hate when people my only the only thing i hate about um the only thing I, I severely hate and dislike 
about about I love Damian Wayne, but yeah. what I hate is they just act like Tim Drake doesn't exist. <laughs> doesn't exist. <yeah. laughs> or, or Tim Drake is just like, okay, we're just gonna like make it that it was Jason Todd, Jason Todd died, and then yeah. Batman was alone. Then it's like, oh, I have a son. Yeah. It's like, no, Tim Drake is so cool. Yeah, Tim Drake yeah. is awesome. Yeah. And, you know, and, there, and you know, DC, they've been trying to figure out what to do with Tim Drake. Uh, and they, they just keep failing with yeah. it. I think they've been, they haven't known what to do with Tim Drake since like 2002. Yeah. It's like, all right, he's dating spoiler. He's not dating spoiler. Yeah. He, <laughs> He's gonna try and become Batman, but he's not gonna be Batman. <laughs> uh, but he really wants to be Robin, which is the most compelling thing. It's like yeah. he, he's out of everyone, he really wants to be Robin. Yeah, yeah. He's not trying to be Robin so he can become Batman one day. He's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, when I'm 50, I'm still gonna be Robin. Yeah. <laughs> like, like that's how hard yeah. this man is going for it. Yeah. Um, and then and then Damien comes and then Robin's like, "What about me?" Yeah. And he's like, "You will now be Red Robin." I'm like, yeah, "What yeah. is happening? <laughs> like, 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 what, what is going on?" And I don't care that he's, you know, uh, DC rank again. Um, I, I don't mind that he's. Uh, they've decided to make him bisexual. Yeah, I think yeah. Jason Todd would be more compelling if they mm. made him queer. Mm. In my humble opinion, <laughs> I'm like. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I was like, it should, it should have been Jason Todd. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, because it would make, they've already, for 30 years, this character has been straight. And, you know, they just, it felt, to me, it felt disingenuous and they just decided to do it. Yeah. Jason Todd, when he comes back and he's the Red Hood, then he has his villain arc and then he's back to being a good guy. Yeah. It's, he's still like shrouded in mystery. Yeah. You still yeah. don't know a That's lot true. That's a good point. This yeah. guy. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, if he, if he, if, the, if he came out of the closet, it kind of makes more sense. Cause it's yeah, like, we don't I think know, you're right. Cause we don't know anything about yeah. this guy. No, I, like Tim Drake, we knew a lot about, and gay was the last thing I would have kind of put on him. Like, you mm -hmm. don't see that in any of the comics, even him and his best friend are having a conversation. I can't remember what issue it is, but they're talking about girls and how hot they are. So it just, it seemed like it was a little forced, but to Jason Todd, to your point, he's so mysterious. I mean, it would have fit. It would have made a lot of sense, right? And I think they could have gone in a really cool direction with that as well, too. I agree with yeah, you, yeah. Like, it makes like, a lot more sense with him. Makes way yeah, more way sense. Way more sense, yeah. Because you don't have this had... history, like there's a, a gap that a lot of us don't know what happened, right? exactly even like you know he he still you know is active as the red hood and a mm -hmm. part of the batman family but he doesn't yeah. live in the mansion yeah he he's like yeah just call me yeah he's a loner he's a loner so it's yeah. like no one really knows about his personal life yeah it's um you know jason we, we've seen this man go through like three different women yeah. <laughs> we've seen him <laughs> in multiple relationships and in the future yeah and and it just kind of like it's like they just did it just to do it. Yeah. And I'm like that whole time I'm just like they just don't have anything else to do. So it's like they they just pulled a rainbow out of their asses and I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, mean, I think I think that's been a little bit of a problem with both Marvel and DC. And and you're you're a writer and a creator. Um, when you have a character with so much history, 
and you're searching for what that next story is going to be when you have 80 years or 50 years or 30 years with the stories, that's a lot of pressure, I think, as a writer to come up with something different while you're still staying the canon to a certain extent, right? You don't want to get too far away from that. Yet you got to create this world that's a little different for this character. So it's interesting enough so that people can say, yeah, it, it aligns with where this character has been, but the story is really amazing. So then you get a lot of yeah. these creators that I, I feel bad for them. <laughs> I don't know if I would want to write oh, yeah, Batman, yeah. right? I, I think that would be really hard or, you know what I mean? So I some of these newer things that they've done have really flopped. And I think there's just a lack of creativity and I don't blame anybody. I just think that's very hard to do. Like it takes a special unique oh, person yeah. to be able to create a story in that situation, I think. Oh yeah, like I think, like I've been... I've tried out for those jobs and, yeah. you know, sometimes they haven't turned out into, to be anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Either because, you know, Harriet was still a brand new thing and I wasn't, uh, you know, may maybe in the next two years, maybe I'll yeah, have to something. For sure. For sure. But like, um, yeah, it, it's, it's just really, cause you have to, I think cause everyone's trying to, say let's give them new powers yeah yeah um <clears throat> let's give them uh let's make their sexual orientation this let's make yeah. their race this yeah um when i think the most compelling thing you can do is still take the essence of that character and the status quo of that mm -hmm. character right and they're used to getting a certain thing, but let's not give them that thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, or how can we tell the same thing but make their life worse? Yeah. I, I, I think the best thing I've seen um, where the character is still different, but it's still that character mm -hmm. organically growing. Yeah. Um, and I think they should go, they got to go back to it. Like yeah. if I was doing Spider-Man, I'm like, that. I would keep Peter Parker a substitute high school science teacher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that they did it for a little bit in with the J. Michael Straczynski run. It was something he just came out with. Yeah. Um, and it's like it's like okay, he's still in high school. Yeah. He's, he's still in high school, but he's grown, he, and yeah. he still has to. He might get bullied and deal with like the gym teacher that's annoying. Yeah. He still has to grade papers. Yeah. And he's not even like a full blown I think they made him a full blown science teacher, but I think if I were to there was something I was gonna do for fun with Marvel. Yeah. I, I had a thing called Spider Man thirty. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. Where, where it's like uh it's Peter Parker, but stories he would tell you. Yeah. about him being spider-man in his 30s <laughs> and i just had it that he you know rent goes up he loses his job and he has to move back in with his aunt yeah. and his aunt his aunt knows he's spider-man yeah. and it, it's a whole thing um and she's you know his aunt's making fun of him just like, he's like yeah i can't believe you can't afford rent rent's only like three hundred dollars she's like oh yeah. my rent's two thousand dollars yeah exactly <laughs> she's like what yeah and i'm a teacher and a photographer <laughs> yeah. um and it would work too because spider-man has always been about peter parker too right like the things that he goes mm -hmm. through, the relationships, the the environment that he grows up in. I feel like a lot of attention for the life of Spider-Man, at least Peter Parker, has been his daily life, right? Obviously, there's a big part that Spider-Man 
but I don't, I don't know of, and I think that's why he was so popular, right? Is that relatability that he's going through things. Yeah. And I can say like, I go through that too. Right. And I don't know too many other characters where it's that prevalent within the character that you could relate to so many different things. And it was that humanity that made Peter Parker, who he was and made uh, Spider-Man so popular because Spider-Man is just like the complete opposite of what Peter Parker is, right? He's strong. He's confident. He's powerful. Mm -hmm. He's decisive. Mm -hmm. He's all these things, which is not Peter Parker when he's not Spider-Man, right? He's fumbling over his words. He's nervous. He's all these different things, right? I, I love it. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. And, and, and just like, like, I, I, like, I don't want him to be, he owns Parker Industries and he has yeah. his own tech suit and he has all this. It's like, no, that, that's not. Now he's Batman. <laughs> yeah, not even. He, he's Tony Stark now. Yeah, and exactly. Like, and uh, and I, I never liked that run. And yeah. I, they're still trying to figure out what to do with them. And I'm like, uh, yeah. they've tried to give him kids and they've tried to make him married and mm -hmm. uh, they try to make it that he works for the police department in forensics. I'm like, oh, that's the flash. Yeah, like yeah. the dude would be a high school science teacher. Yeah. He'd, he would try to be, you know, I don't think he, you know, he, of course he would want to be like a Tony Stark type, but yeah. he, life keeps happening. Yeah. He always falls stuff. short, right? He always falls short on yeah, the Peter Parker and, and like, side of it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, Peter Parker, I think the, the Spider-Man 30 thing would just be about him moving out of his aunt's place after I would have it set canonly in the Marvel Universe where, mm -hmm. you know, Steve Rogers, like I, I would make Tony Stark president of the United States <laughs> and I would make it that the, you know, Avengers kind of no one really talks to each other. Yeah. Um, you know, Matt Murdock is a priest. Yeah, makes sense. Part time. Yeah. Um, still, still does the lawyer thing. Lawyer thing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, and and that and I, I still have it that he's a high school, um, he's a high school science teacher. Yeah. He's, he's still like amazing with the like Spider Man stuff and sure I, I and, and for Spider Man Thirty, he's not with Mary Jane. I, I I never got it. I'm like movie star with the science geek. Nah, that she, he would date. He would probably date, or maybe they were. I, I just I I never saw that relationship going long term. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like she wants to be a movie star and do her thing. Yeah. So she, she becomes you know a Jennifer Lawrence type big movie star and moves to L.A. Yeah. And he's in New York just you know batman and slash spider man and, and he ends up dating this doctor yeah. um who's like you know because he lives in new york she's like a nigerian doctor at a medical center mm -hmm. and uh and they're hitting it off and you know i had a whole thing that you know her brother is like uh a super villain type of thing and <laughs> yada, awesome. yada yada but, but yeah, it, it would just be stories that Peter Parker would tell you if you were hanging out with him at a diner. Yeah. And um I'll have to see if Dan Slot's ready to hang it up, man. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> Dan, it's like Dan. He's Dan, been on it for Danny. a couple of years, right? How long has he been on the, the current run? It's been a he's while, been right? On, he's been on again, off again with Spider-Man since, yeah. since 2009 mm -hmm. <laughs> It's been a while, and, yeah. 
and then he left, and then we all kind of partied for a second. Then Chip Sadarsky and a few other people jumped in, and then he did Fantastic Four and was chilling out. And then he came back again. You know, super nice guy, but I... Yeah, Yeah, it's uh, not my favorite Spider-Man writer. Uh, He has the the (laughs) Spider-Boy, which is really uh, Kari Andrews' character, Erratic. Have you ever read Erratic? No, no, I haven't read it. Absolutely love it. It's through AWA. Um, Kari Andrews um, did the art, and he is the creator of it. I actually had him on the podcast because I'm such a big fan of Erratic, and I begged him to come on, man, and he came on. But it was awesome, man. And he so check out Erratic. There is a they did a four part series, and he came back with a five part series, or vice versa. I think it was five and then a four. Um, and the last series came out at the beginning of this year. And if you look at Erratic and then you look at Spider Boy, they look they look very similar in a lot of ways. Um, so I was just like, man, they just took. Uh, I mean, Kari Andrews is the artist, so I'm sure he he made it very similar. But I'm like, man, that's that's Erratic. You see him? Oh, hell yes! They and then if you read the this. comic, man, the character itself, you know, he just got into high school. He's like in ninth grade. I just love him, man. He's just such a cool character. And what's great about Erratic is he has superpowers that last 10 minutes a day. So, and all these things are happening and he has to pick and choose when he wants to be that hero because he only has 10 minutes to save whoever he's going to save. So there's this young kid that has to make these huge life and death decisions. It's awesome, man. It's such a good comic. Oh my, oh yeah, this is definitely, oh yeah, this is definitely... Because I've You're seen gonna the Spider-Boy. You will love costume. it, David. Yeah, you will love it. I promise you, man. Check it out. They just came out with the um, graphic novel of it. So you could just pick up the the, um, the graphic novel. Yeah, And Kari is Andrews definitely... is such an amazing artist, man. I love him. Such a good artist. A lot of good Canadian yeah. writers and artists, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I have. Wow. Upgrade on. Sorry, I'm, I'm like looking at all this now. Yeah. Spider Man sidekick has a huge upgrade on Peter Parker's spider sense. What? Is, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is definitely this is erratic. They just got rid of his hoodie. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's like, and so I think they're just making this Spider Boy because, uh, wait, is this Spider Boy? Is he? What is his ethnicity? <laughs> I'm not sure. Um, that's a good question. I'm not 100% sure, but he's kind of like a sidekick for Spider-Man, which I don't like either. Spider-Man is a loner, and it just doesn't make sense that he would have a sidekick following him around everywhere. Yeah, because like, I, I suspect that they are only making this character because they are trying to dissolve... Uh, they are trying to dissolve Miles Morales. You think so? Because um, it's like... Cause Miles Morales right now has got to be the most popular character in Marvel right now. Um, yeah. And with the animated series, which is probably my, out of the last two years, probably my favorite superhero movie, um, both of them, he killed it. And the way that this last one ended almost gave me a heart attack the way it ended. Like, you can't end oh, a movie yeah. that way. You just can't do that. It's got to be illegal. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, for three days, oh, yeah. I was just like, oh, it's just heartburn and everything, man. Oh, yeah, I, if they, if, there will be an uprising by a bunch of people if they try to get rid of Miles Morales because he is, they're killing it right now with Miles. 
literally killing it. Oh, yeah. There's not a better movie that Marvel's putting out. And series um, or uh, four and five of Marvel movies have not hit it <laughs> on any level so far. So Miles Morales is the only thing that's really made the money too. Oh yeah, I think yeah, Miles Morales is like character crushed it when it first came out. Yep. And then they said, you know, oh, we're gonna make an animated movie and oh oh that's gonna do well, but then it turns out it's one of the best not only one of the best Spider Man films, it's Incredible. one of the best comic book films. For sure. So it's like you have to you have to have to. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm like, what's the motivation of this Spider Boy thing? Like, I yeah, that's a good question. I, I would like to know what their motivation around that is. I mean, obviously, you know, the every creator wants to create their own character, and that way it gets put into canon. And I'm sure Dan Slott has mm-hmm. been thinking about this for a while, but um, I just don't understand how he plays a larger role within Spider Man long term because it just doesn't fit the character having a sidekick. I just, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only, thing, the only thing they've done as far as giving Peter a sidekick is uh, before they were like, okay, Miles can only exist if Peter Parker's dead. Yeah. But um, it's like, hey, uh, these Tom Holland movies make billions of dollars. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're going to make Tom Holland sign a, a 10 to 15 year <laughs> contract where we're yeah. going to have our, our college trilogy. Yeah. And our. Yeah. And then our adulthood trilogy. So figure it out, comic books yeah. and video games. Yeah, so yeah. I think they decided to make it that, you know, they, they merged both the amazing and ultimate universe. Yeah. And then it was like, you know, Peter Parker is, you know, alive and well in his late twenties mm-hmm. and Miles Morales is there. And yeah. Peter, they've made it that Peter is, you know, training, mm-hmm. you know, Miles to, you know, yeah. be plays more of that mentor great. role now. Right. Yeah, 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 and I and I was fine with that. I'm like, all right, cool, like, yeah. awesome, dopeness. Uh, that's technically his, not even his sidekick. It's his, it's his partner. So, yeah, I mean, I the sense that I get is he's not a sidekick at all, right? They they have completely different roles in how they handle things, but Peter's there for him when needed. That's kind yeah, of the feeling yeah. I've gotten so far, right? Because again, neither of them should ha- be a. There's a, a sidekick I don't think belongs to Peter Parker. Like the whole history of Spider-Man, he's been a loner on purpose, right? And even mm-hmm. like the Avengers, right? He, even though he's technically part of the Avengers, he's really not on one side too, right? He's he's there to help, but I, I feel like he's always been his own man. Yeah. And like for the for the Spider-Man 30 thing, I, I had yeah. it that like, you know, Peter is just like a freelance, you know, high school science teacher and he gets a job at brooklyn visions academy <laughs> and he really needs this job yeah because it you know it's a it's a charter school so it pays more yep. and it, it pays more and he can also either live on campus or just yeah. get his own place and i think he decides to get his own place because it's like i can't have kids seem to hook up with women um so he he gets his own place and the job pays well and has dental and insurance (laughs) for peter yeah yeah. and he's really excited about it and he's aware of miles um but there's a thing where like i think i I wrote this scene where like peter is like trying to grade papers Mm -hmm. and everyone's kind of chilling out and there's a news report of something happening with like rhino like destroying something in Times square and peter's just like 
looking at yeah. Miles. And Miles is like looking at him and he's like, it's like bro, working. Yeah. You're just goofing around with your friends. Like, go do the thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, you do it. He's like, grading papers. I can go, but like, you know, yeah. I'll be there as backup. You, yeah, you, yeah. you know what to do. Yeah. Um, and so it's just them having their back and forth. And Peter's like, I'm an adult. It's like, come on. He's, but he's like, but Miles is a kid. Yeah. He really, he needs to like, be a kid yeah. and like have those years where he gets to have fun because Peter kind of was realizing like I really have fun yeah like like damn like and he's like I don't want I feel good about who I am but like yeah. these decisions that I've made as an a that I my 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 life choices have been made by a 15 year old kid <laughs> Uh, and now I'm a 34 year old adult with yeah, no yeah. dental insurance, <laughs> and I, I have it. eighteen. I have eighteen dollars in my bank account <laughs> because a 15 year old made a stupid ass choice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want Miles to have a life, but like, dude, I got rent to pay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um. So, it, 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 and I and I got papers to grade. <laughs> before before the winter break uh <laughs> so it's like dude please put it yeah. put it on it's yeah, 30 yeah. minutes out of your day yeah and it's like but 30 minutes can also impact him for the next like decade of his life Good point, yeah. you know again like you know peter's in his 30s and he's been spider-man since he was 15 yeah yeah you know and like what does that do to him and how does that weigh him down but how does that also make him light like lighter right and right having that inner peace uh but yeah i i have a lot of like cool batman superman <laughs> spider-man uh stories i love it um, i love it cool batman story but i don't think they'll uh from what i've heard it's i think dc they judge you based on how you write batman mm. um and I don't know how they judge writers for Marvel, but for Marvel, they judge illustrators on how they draw Spider-Man. Really? Yeah. And I think the editor just said, like, we, we want to see how patient you are. <laughs> and I wonder what that pay. standard of Spider-Man is. You think it's Todd McFarlane, the time that he was there? Is that the standard of Spider-Man that they have to kind of get to in order to move on to other things? It's Todd McFarlane and and uh Mark Bagley. Mark Bagley too. Jeez, yeah. Yeah, the, the, those are those are the ones they kind of like. This editor yeah. told me it's like because it's like it's the detail of the webbing, it's the detail oh, yeah. of the expression, it's and the, the detail hands. of the hands yeah, are the, so the amazing. Yeah, composition. Yeah, and how you set up an action sequence yeah. because we've seen everything yeah. with Spider Man. So it's like, how are you going to make it interesting? Yeah. And how are you going to make it different in your own thing where you're not just carbon copying what someone mm -hmm. else did? And an artist who I worked with on issue two of Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer, uh, Joey Vasquez, mm -hmm. he he has he worked for Marvel as a promo artist and he did lots of their ads. Oh, cool. And he could never get a Marvel full-blown comic book. They they never gave it to him for whatever reason. I think because they're very like gatekeeping and like yeah. we would. Um, but then he did my comic book. He did issue two of Harriet, yeah. 
and he crushed it. Like, dude nailed it. Yeah, yeah. And after he did issue two of my comic book, you know, mysteriously, you know, he <laughs> um, got asked to do X-Men for eight, I think, nine pages of a flashback in X-Men Blue. How cool eight. is that, man? Yeah, and he crushed it yeah. in that issue. Um, and then they were like, okay, let's have him do a Marvel team-up with Ms. Marvel and Spider-Man. Dude, killed it <laughs> and then and then he signed an exclusive uh with marvel for like a decade basically oh my gosh oh wow. yeah because he was he was supposed to do harriet Tubman and demon slayer issue three. Oh no um yeah. and uh, and I, I it took me a while to raise money yeah. for issue three of harriet yeah. um and by the time i got like the funds together um and the kickstarter and everything together I was also getting out of my funk. Yeah. Um, he was like, "Hey, man, I would love to, <laughs> but uh, um, I'm kind of like, I can only do Marvel stuff till oh. like 2026." Oh wow! You know, and I'm probably gonna re up on this deal because now <laughs> I'm doing animation for Marvel. Oh, I mean, good for this guy, right? I mean, that's oh yeah, that's oh yeah, awesome. But I know, like, losing an artist. It's just like ripping a portion of you out. It's just it's so oh, yeah. oh, painful, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it was pain. He yeah. is. If you read the full blow, it's. Uh, I love every artist that's done work. Yeah. On yeah. Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer. If someone had a gun to my head and I had to choose which is my favorite, uh, well, it might be because of of my experience, like of the time but issue uh -huh. two holds a special place in my heart yeah uh because that's when i was like because you know the first issue of harriet i'm kind of just doing it for fun yeah. and then issue two it's like oh i have to do this now because i had just raised the money on kickstarter yeah, yeah. and Cortland, who did issue one he couldn't do issue two um so i had to find a new artist and i had raised the money on kickstarter and i asked i think Joey was the first person that I asked to draw Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer. And issue one wasn't even done yet. And he just said yes immediately. Oh wow. And he and then he was he was so fast and very professional. Like mm -hmm. I think he it's a it's a short issue. It's like twenty-four pages. Mm -hmm. And I think he was done within less than two months. Oh wow. And I think he was actually done sooner than I thought he was going to be done. Like, he was done, I think he was, like, on page 10, uh, two weeks into, like, getting the script. Oh, really? And he, <laughs> yeah, he would, like, have, he would do two pages a day. Wow, that's and incredible. He, he just wicked fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, dude, dude was just moving. Like he like was flying through, and I was like mad. I was like, because I started to run out of money during the Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, because like you know, with with Kickstarter, they they never really tell you how much like things are gonna cost. Yeah, and and like it's it's usually depending on the the comic, it's usually it's it's never enough. Like, yeah, it never is. Yeah. I, I think people don't realize how expensive it is, especially if you're not an artist yourself. Like a lot of people I know, they do the writing, they do the art, the coloring, and. I mean, if you have that skill set, you're in good shape. But I don't have that, and it sounds like you probably same, can draw, same. but not enough to do a, like a, a comic book, right? It gets oh, yeah. expensive. I mean, a, 
I don't know, I, you don't have to get into the details of how much you're paying per page, but it could be anywhere from three to $6,000 an issue, depending on how many pages. And that's why I try to tell people, like when people are doing Kickstarters, the reason why they're doing Kickstarters is that's just the art. That has nothing to do with printing costs. It has nothing to do with shipping costs. Um, all the stuff that you have to Gemini's to send them out, like it's crazy. Like you could easily drop eight grand, 10 grand on a comic. So yeah. On a single comic. On a single like, comic. <laughs> like, you know, you, I know for at least for Killer B, yeah. uh, which is one of my other comic books, I'm paying, I'm paying someone to do the pencils and inks on yep. the characters. Mm -hmm. And then I have to pay someone to do the background because mm. uh, Matthew Reyes, who's drawing Killer B, he um, his talent, uh, he, he, he he's he, he just straight up told me he's like, hey, man, backgrounds are not my forte, right. especially when it comes to cities. So I have a partner that I work with who draws backgrounds. So I have to pay his background artist. Mm. Uh, who also yeah. is great at drawing vehicles too, because there's like a big car chase scene. Oh, okay. And then, and I, and it's one of the mo most expensive comic books I've ever done. Mm. Um, and I also, on top of that, I have to, because we haven't even, he's not coloring it. So we have to pay a colorist. Yeah. We have to pay <laughs> a letterer. Yes. You know, oh my goodness. Man. So it, it becomes like a really like expensive comic book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, uh, but yeah, man, Joey Vasquez was just really fast, and he was like, "Hey, I think you should hire this guy to color," and they both worked beautifully together. Um, and I, I like, I wanted him on issue three. Yeah. Issue two, issue two was a much longer comic book. Mm -hmm. I only like cut it. Um, you know, for the graphic novel, you know, issue two ends on a, on the cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. And I only ended it there because I was, first of all, I was running out of money. <laughs> yep. And and then I'm like, wait, this is the best place to end yeah. the comic. Yes, I'm out of, I'm out of money. Um, but this is, yeah, this is the best place to end yeah. this story. Like, it feels like, oh, this is a good, this is a good way to end the issue. Yeah. And then make you wait. <laughs> issue three. Yeah, I love out. it, man. I love it. I love it. You know. Well, yeah, let, let's talk a little bit about that process, right? So, so you said 2017, 2016, 2017, you wrote the story. You started to really develop um, at least Harriet Tubman, right? You you create your own publishing company, which is Kingwood, right? That's the the, the publishing name that the comic is done under, right? And then do mm -hmm. you Right. And then you start to shop it around once the entire series is done. Does that make sense? Am I on track? Yes. A little bit. Yes. So it's yeah. 70%. Uh, okay. 80, 80, 80, 90%. Yes. Okay. Like I, I, at first when I got the idea for Harriet, like I wasn't, I, I thought it was going to be like an easy thing to find a, a comic book publisher. Yeah. You yeah. know, cause I didn't know anything about the publishing business. I just knew I had an idea for a story and I thought it was mm -hmm. fun and cool. And a lot of people, it was tracking with a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, I did a lot of research on Harriet Tubman and read this book called words for pictures from by, by, by Michael Bendis. Mm -hmm. And then when I had the idea for Harriet Tubman demon slayer, I kind of was like, okay, it's slavery. But there's a lot of paranormal stuff, but I don't want it to be like 
a bogged down sad drama yeah. i want i want this to be a fun thing to read yeah. but still i want to take slavery seriously right um yeah. but i don't want it to be too bogged down i'm gonna go oh my god got it it's Django and chamey's book for the vampire slayer sure that's yeah. the tone i'm gonna go for but still mm-hmm. grounded in harriet tubman's true life story mm-hmm. um so i thought okay i'm gonna i have a comic book idea let me pitch it to dark horse and they're just gonna say yes and it's gonna be easy <laughs> that's not what happened at all <laughs> um I think they just ignored it when I emailed it to them. And then I, uh, Dark Horse was my main focus because I had this idea that I would, um, I had this idea that I would, uh, I had this idea that I wanted to have Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer take place in the same world as Mm. Buffy. And, and I was like, okay, I, I can make this a prequel to Buffy, and Dark Horse owns the publishing right to Buffy the Vampire Slayer at the time. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like this will be easy. And I had a whole outline, a whole business plan for it, <laughs> and they were just like, pass. And yeah. I'm like, Ugh. and then and then I'm like, okay, maybe. And then and then I, I was very obnoxious during this time because I had no idea what I was doing. Sure, yeah. So you know, I and I feel bad for all the editors that I dealt with. I literally would call Dark Horse. Mm. Like I've found their, their number, called them directly. <laughs> and I was like, what do I need to get my comic book published with y'all? Yeah. And they were like, okay, make at least three issues and we'll think about it. Yeah. And I said, done. And then yeah. I did the Kickstarter and then I raised over 20 grand on the Kickstarter. Nice. Um, so I'm like, hey, guess what, guys? I made 20,000. Uh, on on the Kickstarter, so you're gonna publish this now. But like <laughs> publishers, I think they only move if there's like millions of dollars yeah. on the line, mm. uh, or or if hundreds of thousands of dollars are on the right, line. Right, right. You know, for them, they're like, okay, it's his first Kickstarter. He made twenty grand. Um, he's never written anything before. Because I'm now as a dude who owns a publishing company, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it from a, their end. I'm like, okay. So I was very annoying and obnoxious, but I just really wanted help. And I had no yeah. idea what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. So I... A lot of passion, you know, though. A lot of passion. Oh, yeah. A lot of enthusiasm. Yeah, yeah. A lot of passion. Mm-hmm. A lot of energy. Uh, and really focused. So I said, okay, I'm going to publish this. Um... So, of course, I'm going to make the first issue. And the first issue was done. And issue two, uh, Joey had done the first 15 pages. So I was like, hey, here's issue one. Ugh, and it's done. Yeah. And uh, we have this amazing <laughs> artist, Joey Vasquez. Yeah. And uh, so y'all are going to make it now, ain't you? <laughs> you regret Pass. not taking me when I called you, man. <laughs> Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it, they. It wasn't until 2019 when I did the second Kickstarter is when they started to take me seriously. Yeah. And then, um, you know, it, it didn't work out with with Dark Horse. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think I at the time I, uh, I ended up publishing with another company, a small company, uh, that let me own the rights to the book. And they they were a comic book company, but uh, they had 
they had never published Gollum before. No. Um, and it was a big mistake that I kind of, they had lots of followers on Instagram, but they had never published or done retail stuff with comic books. No. I just was with them because they had a big Instagram page. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that company was kind of a talk. I won't say the name, but it was not a positive environment. Mm. And um, I was just like, I just started my own company. Yeah. And my friend Sebastian Jones at Stranger Comics, he's like, he's like, dude, you've been doing this since 2016. You've done everything a publisher does. You yeah, financed yeah. your book, you market <laughs> your book, you write yeah. your book. And you do all the distribution and printing yourself. You cover and run this yourself. Yeah. And Sebastian <laughs> owns his own company and writes and produces his own comics. Uh-huh. And, you know, Sebastian does really well on the sales end. And he just said, like, dude, I think you should start your own publishing company. And at the time, there was three other big name indie people that I was in talks with. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, because starting your own company, it just seemed like it was a lot of work. Yeah, and I was kind of like afraid of that work taking me away from the creative. Yeah. Um. So I, I was very much like resistant to it. But uh, I think it was in twenty, like the pandemic happened, and the lockdowns happened, and I my offers kind of fell through. Yeah. Yeah. And I took his advice seriously, and I said, okay, I'm going to start my own company. I'm going to name it at, after my old town in New Jersey, awesome. where I first discovered comic books. And I'm going to call it Kingwood. That's awesome. Uh, Kingwood, Kingwood Comics, and uh, and within like two three months of me starting Kingwood Comics, I you know Sebastian he ended up uh, he got his catalog of comic books produced to be a TV series on HBO with Prentice Penny as his producing partner. Wow. And they developed such an amazing working relationship. Um, they were going to produce and develop film and TV shows based off of uh, adapt comic books. Um, so he, Sebastian had given my comic book to Prentice and Prentice read it and loved it mm. and said, Hey, we should find out what this guy is doing. Like, yeah. we should make his comic book into a TV show. It's ready. Yeah. And so, you know, Sebastian, around this time, I had directed a commercial for Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer. Nice. You can find on YouTube. <laughs> I'm going to have to go look for that now, man. Yes, yeah, awesome. Harriet Tubman, Harry Tubman Demon Slayer commercial and did it in 2020 on a shoestring budget, but it came out really well. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and it, yeah, man, it was thanks to like a lot of my friends came through and helped me out, which That's I awesome. appreciated. Yeah. Um, got all the costumes because it was eighteen hundreds stuff, yeah. and got all got all the costumes from this vintage, um, clothing like clothing store. Yeah, but yeah, and I I was thinking, okay, this is gonna get millions of views. It looks it looks really good. Yeah. And it ended up getting two hundred views. And I was crushed. But, you know, this is a thing where it doesn't matter the number. It matters yeah. the the right people. So yeah. out of the, the 200 views, the people that saw it were, you know, Prentice Penny. That's so cool. Uh, Sebastian's <laughs> and some folks that they were in net, some, a few Netflix people. Wow. And it, does a, it was just a, a thing of, to me of like, if 
I'd rather 200 effective people. Yeah, quality over quantity something. in this case, man. You got quality. Exactly. Like. <laughs> exactly. Then 10 million people who, you know, are who can't really move the needle, who will just go, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Keep moving. Then 200 people who could be, that should be a TV show. Yeah. Or that should be a video game. Or that should be a toy line. Yeah. Um. So, you know, Sebastian just said, like, hey, I think we should make it. Called me two weeks after the launch and he said, Hey man, I think we should make it a TV show. What do you think? I was like, Yes. Um, and I'm a big fan of Prentice Penny already because I love Insecure and I love uh, everything that he's done. Um, I think I've I've dealt with lots of people in Hollywood, but uh, and no disrespect to them, but Prentice was the first person where I was like, Oh, I'm a fan of the person. Yeah, yeah. And I know a lot about their work. And I was like really enthusiastic. Like I usually I'm very like business minded and like, you know, hello, I'm David. But with him, I was like, I was like, yeah, it's so good to meet you. So so yeah, like I uh yeah, with Prentice, I um we got along immediately and we hit it off and I'm a big fan of him as a storyteller and he you know, they were I think he was going to be his deal with HBO was ending. Mm. Um and he was gonna go elsewhere to make film and TV when Insecure was ending. And uh I know, you know, he was in talks with a few places and he settled not settled, but like, you know, was offered something at Disney. Mm. And um at first I was like, like Disney, but 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 uh they made him an amazing offer. That's awesome. Um but yeah, man. So, you know, signed up with, with him and Sebastian and, you know, we've been developing Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer to be a live action hour long TV series since That's 2021. Sick. And it's just been a journey of trying to find, you know, find the right team and then finding the right people to write the episodes with me. Yeah. And I'll be consulting on, on it. That's so cool, and, man. And then, like, all that stuff's happening. And then, writer's strike. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the, it sounds like things are getting to a place where I'm hopeful that the strike might end in the next month or two. Either it's going to end in the next month, or this is not going to end for a long time. But I feel like a lot of people are being hurt on both sides. And that's usually when they come together and come to a deal. So you hate to see people suffer. Um, a lot of greed. You just got to figure it out, man. I don't understand I don't know how you could take someone's property like you do a movie and then they take your image of david and through ai they continue to use you without paying you for i mean how is that even an an argument like that makes no sense to me like that i understand that i get like i'm not involved i know nothing about that industry and and a lot of people don't and then and it's you know, it, it seems like millionaires going after millionaires, but I don't think people realize a majority of the people in Hollywood, you know, they're making under a hundred thousand dollars a year, right? They're extras, oh, yeah. they're writers, they're and those are the people that are hurting the most, right? You know, you, you have your the rock and stuff like that. They're gonna be just fine through all this, right? They'll weather it and then they'll be back and doing their thing. But you got all these other people, the majority, by the way. Um, and that doesn't even start with, you know, the caterers and everything else. Like, I don't think you realize every set has food set out for all the actors and everything like that throughout the day. Those companies are struggling too. Right. So it just, it, it hurts so many people. They got to figure this out, man. And that's why I think it's going to oh, yeah. happen. I would hope. Oh yeah. And, and to me, it's just like what the studios don't realize is um, 
you know, when when it was just the writers, they were losing a hundred thousand dollars um a week. And then when the actors joined it and they were losing a hundred and fifty million a month. Yeah, yeah. And if they just if and at first they didn't care because it's like, oh, we can just do it as a, a tax A write write-off, off or something, yeah. like an emergency. But they're actually they're realizing now, oh, we don't have any content for twenty Yeah. twenty four and and twenty twenty five and twenty twenty six. The longer this Um goes, the further out we don't have anything, right? Because they can't just start tomorrow and then they're producing stuff for 2024. They've lost how many months now, right? Oh, yeah, they've lost like a whole summer Yeah. and they've lost their potential. They're going to lose a whole entire fall like quarter. Yeah. And I just think, you know, if they just pay us 2% of the $11 billion they make Man. a year total, um, Yeah. that means that every studio total together pay it's six hundred million dollars Mm -hmm. and they actually gain money <laughs> Yeah. from Yeah. paying people what they deserve it would be like i have 500 bucks in my bank account and uh actually no it's like i have let's say i have six grand in my bank account and th there's probably like a thousand people are like hey david if you give a hundred bucks it feeds all of us Mm-hmm. and i'm like i want to give y'all five bucks <laughs> it's like Yeah, yeah. You guys should that's share a fry, man. You're good. yeah it's like insanely it's insanely <laughs> selfish and like i i don't i i, I it's like yeah i i i yeah. I hope they get it together. I think the only good thing about this, uh, quote unquote, good thing about this, um, you know, Disney and Marvel are going to Disney with Disney, at least with my thing, you know, Marvel and Star Wars, a lot of their new content is being pushed back Yeah. and it's on the news. So I can talk about it. You know, Hulu, Hulu is going to merge Yeah, with Disney yeah, plus. yeah. And um, you know, and they're going to kind of fast track and prioritize original content Mm because hmm whatever this new thing is called, uh, Yeah. I think I think it should be called Who Dis. Um, <laughs> but That's uh, that's pretty good. I like that. thank you, thank you. <laughs> Um, Don't say like, it loud. They'll just take it, man, and run with it, man. Make sure you uh, get oh yours. no, I I have already I have already paid for the trademark. They want it so badly. Um, no, but like, like I think it should be called Who Dis, and uh, um, but they're prioritizing and fast tracking original content Yeah. over at Disney. And then at first I was like, when I saw that, I was like, man, that's terrible. Then I was like, wait, I'm original Your original content. <laughs> that's you, David. That's you. I was like, wait, that's me. <laughs> Harriet Tubman Demon Slayer isn't a Marvel show. yeah. It's not a Star Wars thing. It's a King with David thing. So, um, so yeah, that that's kind of, uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, so, so, so that's my fun news. That's amazing, Um, though. I mean, how exciting. I, I think as a comic book creator, and not everybody has that dream, right, to have their stuff turned into a movie, but I have to think a large portion of comic book creators have a dream that, man, 
my comic would be received to such a certain extent that they would want to make it a live action or an animated series or something like that. And uh, I only know of a couple people that have gotten this far and you're one of them <laughs> out of all the people and all the, I mean, that is amazing, man. That congratulations. I mean, what a, what a great story. And it couldn't happen to a better comic book, man. Um, Thank you, man. I also think if it wasn't live action, I think animated would be pretty dope with this too. Yeah, Even well, like an fun. anime feel to it. I don't know. Yeah. That's just me. But with the sword fighting and everything, I feel mm -hmm. like I got chills just talking about it. I was thinking about this last night because I was watching One Piece on Netflix, which is mm. so much better than I thought it was going to be, to be quite honest. I think taking yeah, that's what I've been live action is kind of difficult. And we saw with uh, Cowboy mm -hmm. Bebop, not great. Um, so I was like, oh, I hope they don't do the same thing to One Piece. And it's actually really good, by the way. But anyways, I'm diversing. I thought, man, this as an animated anime would be so amazing, man. The fight scenes already in the comic book are incredible. I don't know. That was just me too. I was just like, man, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah like I, I originally was going to, when I first had the meeting, you know, like the first like like onboarding launch meeting with Prentice and the team, in my brain, when he was signing up with Disney, in my brain, I was like, okay, animated thing. Yeah. Because yeah. it's Disney, of course. Yeah. <laughs> the, the royalty of animation yeah and yeah. they were very adamant that they wanted this to be a live action series that's awesome man. um awesome. to start and, and like i'm not gonna be like no yeah of course <laughs> not i mean that's i was like i was like no awesome. i'm not making this i'm like for me i wanted to make because we can always like because again uh they they explained why they want it to be live action uh-huh and uh and i uh, i forgot what they said but it, it made yeah. sense yeah, uh, yeah. It the, the, this conversation was in 2021 so I, I didn't <laughs> but um they explained like why they wanted to go at it live action yeah and um and also we can always we can we can always like do like in, in between seasons we can do fun little spin-off animated absolutely stories, absolutely you know, like you know, and I have fun little, you know, uh, that are still connected to the show. Like, what if it's like a prequel series, you know, yeah. like a, a separate Harry Tubman Demon Slayer adventure yeah. or even having like, oh, like what what happens if Harriet meets? Well, I think that'll be live action, but like Harriet meets Dracula. Yeah. Harriet <laughs> meets, uh, you know, just... Um, yeah, Abraham Lincoln will. Abraham Lincoln's definitely going to be live action. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. That's that's sure. Civil War definitely going to be a live action. Has to be. But, yeah, that would be dope live action for sure. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah, like they. How old is Harriet Tubman? Do you think as it starts? Like, what around her age? Do you think? Yeah, I have it in, in in the comic book. I wrote her to be in her mid thirties. Okay, yep. Uh, mm -hmm. So she's like in the early days. I yeah. think she's been leading the enslaved to freedom and demon slaying for like uh, like I want to say like nine years. Of yeah, her life. yeah. And so she's like in she's in like her mid thirties okay, right now. Yeah. So she's like she's been doing this enough where she's like a veteran. Yeah, she's yeah. still like fresh and like spry because sure, yeah. just getting into her prime, right? That's her prime. Exa exactly. Because yeah. I, I like 
one of the things is we we met a lot of different like showrunners and producers who were going to write who were going to write the show with me mm -hmm. who were who were great but i think the only thing that i was kind of against is they all wanted to make harriet old they mm. wanted her to be in her they wanted to do the pictures we've seen of harriet yeah, yeah, yeah. where she's like where she's like in her 80s 70s yeah. and 90s yeah. and i think one one writer who's very talented and great mm -hmm. but i didn't agree with the take yeah. he he wanted to do a thing where it's it takes place like 20 years after my comic book mm. and it takes place like in the early 1900s and Harriet Tubman comes out of retirement for one final <laughs> slay to help to help a little kid yeah, and I'm yeah. just like I'm like that's not Harriet Tubman that's, no, no, that, that's, that's Logan yeah, yeah. It's like that's man, like I'm giving like, Nightwing powers to fly like it just doesn't make sense man don't do that to Harriet Tubman <laughs> yeah it's like it's like yeah, a yeah. thing where, you know, and I'm all like, this is I was gonna I was gonna say that's like giving Nightwing superpowers or that's like yeah. giving Batman a bright a bright suit a bright yeah. <laughs> the brightest that suit should ever be <laughs> fluorescent <is> yellow <laughs> Batman <laughs> like that's like giving Batman a pink like the brightest that suit should ever be <laughs> is a aluminum sky blue cowl yeah exactly <laughs> like like a metallic blue cowl gloves and boots. Yeah. That is it. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's the brightest that shoot that suit should ever be. Everything exactly. else is gray. Like I hate I that. It, like man. I hate like because I get mad when people are like, Superman suits should be black. I'm like, okay, Batman suit should be pink, yeah. red, and green. <laughs> and they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, it looks stupid, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. Sorry, I've never been a fan of that Superman being in a black suit unless it's yeah. return to superman where he he like needs it obviously yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so like but yeah i've dealt with you know we've had a really great like vetting process with showrunners and a great vetting process with filmmakers and directors of the episodes and yeah i'm i feel really safe in this group that's good that's important right that's important yeah because i know people are like oh wow it's my dream to which like it it it, it has, I think you know over the years I've had some crazy things said to me yeah. in Hollywood like really? I've had people say like there was one time David True Hollywood stories um there was one time where I was offered a lot of money by a famous singer who I will never say who it is <laughs> <laughs> oh there you go there you go. Um, yeah, yeah, a, a, a famous singer who wanted to play Harriet Tubman, and they offered me a lot of money <laughs> to like but buy the rights of everything, like to own it outright. Oh, they wanted to buy the film and TV rights, okay, and option it, mm. and uh, they wanted to option it, and they wanted this famous star to play Harriet Tubman mm. and this famous star looks nothing like Harriet Tubman <laughs> really <laughs> yeah that might be it, tough yeah it, it was the equivalent of like it's the equivalent of hmm 
I gotta be careful because it's I want to be respectful. Yeah, it would yeah. be like it would be like hmm, it would be like they were making it would be like they were making the Batman movie in the eighties, but they wanted Bill Murray to play Batman. Yeah, enough said. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it was something like that. Yeah, where. It's like, yo, looks nothing like what I want Bruce Wayne to be. Yeah, yeah. Looks even more or less like what I want <laughs> Batman to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, this this even is the not, sound. This is, even the sound of the voice would not make sense yeah, at all. Yeah, even the sound. <laughs> it's like Mike, Michael Keaton, like, you know, um, I think we all like I was I don't remember all the back there's a lot of backlash but like I don't remember you know I think for me it just like I like I never my my Keaton's fine yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know I remember as a kid I just was like I'm like that's not like like everyone was like I'm convinced he's Batman but as a kid I'm like I grew up reading those comic books yeah, yeah. I'm like <laughs> I do not buy that this dude goes out at night yeah, and yeah. came back from whooping ass. <laughs> uh, like 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 Christian Bale. I I bought this dude. Yeah, has yeah. No doubt about that one. To, to train and fight. Uh, what's what's hilarious is Michael Keaton's in incredible shape and yeah. really fit like today. So <laughs> yeah. it's like when I watch that Flash movie, I'm like, yeah, I buy it. Yeah, 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 yeah that. Yeah. Well, when it yeah, came out in the '80s, right? I mean, that was. And there obviously you had Christopher Reeve's Superman. So there was movies before that, but. I don't know, for whatever reason, it was so impactful when it came out. Now, when you, I just rewatched them, actually. And when I rewatched them, I was like, okay, mm -hmm. maybe they weren't as good as I thought they were when they first came out. But I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I just think, like, um, I just think, like, yeah, Christian Bale, not Christian Bale, like Christopher Reeve, there was just something like, it had been a couple years since we had seen Superman. Yeah, on screen, and uh, it had been a couple years since we had seen Superman on screen, and we had never seen like Clark Kent and Superman be definitively like different yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, and like Superman, everyone always struggles with a lot of people struggle with Superman because they they feel like that character would never really exist. Mm -hmm. um, or it's hard to believe this guy really exists. And Christopher <laughs> Reeve, like I went back to go watch it. I was like, oh, I believe this dude. Like, like, like I just buy it. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like, like, I, like, because everyone's biggest problem now with Superman is like the Clark Kent thing, and everyone gets hung up on that. <laughs> um, but like, like my version of Superman is this dude who's moving at the speed of sound, so no one's really gotten a, like a, a close up glimpse of this guy. <laughs> Cause it's like it's like oh I don't have time to do shit oh, like, I'm too busy yeah. like I have a job yeah, it, yeah. It, 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 like like yeah I I, I saved a million people in Africa from drowning <laughs> um, I gotta fly to a whole ass other country yeah <laughs> um and I gotta I have a report due it's gonna take me six minutes to fly back yeah uh, to Metropolis like <laughs> I ain't got time to like do an interview bye yeah. <laughs> like mo moving. Yeah. And like that's how I justify 
the yeah. whole Clark Kinsman thing is like no one's going, oh, that dude has a that guy is probably someone else. It's like, oh, that dude's just Superman 24-7. Yeah, yeah. You know, or then it's like, okay, well, what do you do if you're like, you know, but it's like also like when Superman's saving you, it's a traumatic thing. So <laughs> you, so it's like you look at him, but you kind of like see this godlike yeah. person. Yeah. Even though he's just the most compelling thing about him, he's just he's just a guy. Yeah, he's yeah. Just, just a guy. Like what makes me excited about James Gunn mm-hmm. is that like I'm like sorry, sorry, Zach, but he gets it better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he Zach Snyder. I think he he gets it on a aesthetic. This looks cool. Yeah, yeah. Type of thing. He had a much um, darker version of Superman too that doesn't align a lot with the comics. Um, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I like that darker version, but I mean, Superman isn't that dark in the comics, right? So, he's not dark at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he's, the, he's the complete opposite. Yeah, And yeah, also, exactly. like, like, you know, Man of Steel, he never, he's never like, like, he has his moments because he's a huge... Like, yes, he's this god yeah. who's raised, you know, but he doesn't know. He just is like, he for 19 years of his life, he's just like, oh my god, how am I doing all this stuff? <laughs> yeah, You know? And, and he, for him, he because he's raised by the Kents in Kansas. And he just, he's just a kid. He's just, yeah. he's just a guy. And, um, I I went viral for this, but I got in a lot of trouble. Actually, actually, no, <laughs> screw that. I got I I pissed off a lot of racist people okay. because I I I think I dare say I think Jonathan Martha Kent should be black. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I think Angela Bassett and Courtney B. Vance should be Jonathan <laughs> Martha Kent because, like, for for like a multitude of reasons of like you know this man is being raised in what is now a trump state yeah (laughs) (laughs) so it's like i'm like okay who's gonna teach him like you can you can still do it where like these people still have like a lot of empathy and compassion but like i just i'm like wait like he's adopted (laughs) so it's like like i was gonna be like yeah clark is still clark still yeah. still like this white alien man but he's raised <laughs> by black americans and i'm like what if like 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 what what if his thing landed in like baltimore and he like yeah. is like blowing up stuff so like okay uh we can't have you in the city yeah exactly yeah so we're gonna move to kansas he's yeah. four years old uh my parents own a farmhouse i've never done anything about it but uh i think we gotta get out of the city i've always been a country <laughs> person at heart so they moved to smallville yeah and um yeah so um but yeah michael keaton uh my hope is that they make a batman beyond something yeah i mean i, I if you see some of the comments especially with all the talk about michael keaton come back um in the flash so many people said that same thing. Like we're spending so much time talking about Michael Keaton. We need to talk about Batman Beyond. Like when is that happening? 
And uh, that would be pretty dope. That would be pretty like why? Like I, I love Michael Keaton. I, I'm I'm almost fifty, so I grew up when those two Batman mm-hmm. movies came out. They were you know Tim Burton and how they handled it. Um, they were very much comic um, related, right? So you had the Penguin that looked just like the Penguin back in the day. Um, mm-hmm. It was just it was something different. Even though you look at the comic, that wasn't Batman, but still it was so fun when they came out. And then, of course, they came out. It was a Val Kilmore. And then it was uh, – th- those were terrible, terrible movies. Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, yeah. as Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Just, oh, so bad. Yeah, man. So yeah, bad. It was, it was beyond corny, right? And then you saw it kind of d- took a nosedive a little bit. And that's why they never went back. Because there was supposed to be a Batman 3 that never happened with Tim Burton. And then they tried to do more. And it just – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were forcing yeah, they- a, a round peg into a square hole, man. It just didn't fit. But uh, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I <laughs> Beyond is what they should focus on. I, I love what they're doing with Matt Reeves. I love that Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can't wait for the part two. And I think they should do Batman Beyond. And that's where they should focus Batman for now. That would be amazing. Like so- someone did a like, like Michael Keaton. Because I, I was kind of really I was kind of really excited about Tim Burton's Batman three yeah um because it was going to be like robin but it was going to be marlon waynes was going to be robin <laughs> and uh riddler was going to be in it but yep. Riddler was going to be robin williams yeah and, that's what i read too yeah yeah definitely has the like the demeanor and the characteristic of a, but i just don't think he fits what the riddler looks like I don't know. Like, yeah. if I look at Robin Williams. I don't see the Riddler, but when I close my eyes and listen to him, I hear the Riddler because he can be that kind of uh, outrageous, funny um, kind of character. And the Riddler, at least in the old comic books, he was kind of like that. Of course, you look at Matt Reeves' Batman, and the I love his version of the Riddler. Man, oh yeah, he's so good. So and they, good. they did a they did a perfect job making him different. Yes, oh, I give me chills. It's like, so good. Because like you gotta be really careful with that because it's like, I, I, okay, I love Jim Carrey. I love yeah, what Jim Carrey I know. did. I love it. I like. Yeah. I know. Like I, 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 I enjoyed Batman Forever. Yeah, Batman yeah. and Robin. It doesn't exist. Uh, yeah. but I, I enjoyed <laughs> Batman Forever. But it's like if 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 that character is so zany, it's like we are on Joker territory. Yeah, and. Yeah. What's great about the Batman is they made the Joker. Like I like that scene between the Riddler and the Joker because yes. it's like two and different I... types of yes. like crazy. It's yes. like you have like I like I think the Joker is a dude that like knows how to fight. He's a dude that is intelligent. Yeah. He's just as violent and dangerous as Batman, and he's just as intelligent. Yep. as Batman and mm-hmm. also doesn't care yeah. um and Riddler is all like like intellect and like I just recently like rewatched it where he's like he's like he's like my he's like my weapon is, is here yeah. you know I, I'm not gifted when it comes to like the physical aspect yeah. of things you know and, and so like yeah like they they really did a they did a good job making it because I, I I really think you can. I'm I'm repeating myself. It's with the Riddler. If you go one way too yeah. far, you're you're the Joker. Yeah. If you go one way, the other way, you're boring. 
Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so you, you have to, so I think just making him, the reason why Matt Reeves is a genius, because he was like, I'll, I'll, I'll make, I'll base him off the Zodiac. Yeah, so, exactly. That's why know, it'd be right? interesting to see what they do with Clayface, right? Because I don't know if there was any CGI in the Batman. Yeah, the only, I think the only CGI is, you know, like explosions with him yeah. flying around and him like running down uh, mm-hmm. with his batarang and his bat wing thing yeah, yeah. gliding around. And that scene yeah, that was also much. done. Yeah, not, not, not a lot. And, so, and it was but, one of the least expensive um, WB movies that they've made. I think it only costs like, I say only, it's still over $100 million. But, you know, most mm-hmm. of these movies are costing two to $300 million. Yeah. That doesn't even include like the marketing that they have to do on top of all of that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yeah. but then you have the Batman. It did $700 million, I think, or a little over seven. Oh, yeah. Million. And it was extremely profitable because it only costs $120, $140 million to make. Yeah, it, it costs less, but they only it only cost more money because of COVID. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. But, That's right. They like, had delays. Yeah, the budget was maybe seventy or eighty million. And it's the they best like, thing that they've produced in a long time. Yeah, like 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 I think they what's his name, Jonah Hill was supposed to be in the movie. Really, and he was, uh, was going to be cast. They didn't say who he was going to be cast as, but I think we all know that I was like Penguin. Um, yeah. They were going to cast him as Penguin, but he wanted he wanted a ton of money. Yeah, and and one of them was like, no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I like, can't hey, remember Colin. the guy's name, but who they cast as the Penguin also was the perfect casting. Yeah. Colin Farrell. Oh, Colin, Colin Farrell, and I cannot wait for the HBO TV series. Uh, oh, yeah. It's going to be so amazing. So amazing. Yeah, man. They, 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 the Colin Farrell is one of my favorite actors. Yeah. And I had no idea. Like, when I heard Colin Farrell was cast, I'm like, oh, I'm like, Penguin. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, like, dude's a great actor. And then there were some pictures of him on set. Yeah. And he had, like, it was him on set, but he was, like, not in makeup. Yeah. Yet. It was like, he, he still had, like, he still, he just looked like Colin Farrell. Yeah. So everyone just thought, oh, okay, like they're gonna do an interpretation of this penguin where he's like a hot, sexy dude. Yeah. And and then he maybe gets fat or something like that. <laughs> it, it was really fun because I think people were watching and they were like, wait, oh shit, that's him, Stone. and it's all prosthetics and makeup. Like that movie should have won an Oscar. For like, sure. For sure. Like. Yeah, he killed I'm, it, well, man. He absolutely killed it in that movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I so went back. Good. I went back just to I'm re I'm rewatching the Batman right now. I'm All on right. the part where uh it's a uh I'm on the third act where like the third act is my least favorite yeah. of the movie for uh I, all the detective David Fincher <laughs> seven and Zodiac and Chinatown things are the most compelling yeah. part of the movie for yeah. me. But um yeah, he I'm 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 like, yeah, like I forgot I keep forgetting I'm like, yeah, that's Colin Farrell underneath all of that. Oh good, yeah. You know, and, and even with the you know, accent and the makeup and everything like that. But he I'm really pumped because I know like Clayface is the rumored villain, 
So I'm like, I wonder how that's going to turn out and what story they're going to go. Are they going to keep it as a, they're all detective noir stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and there, another rumor was uh, Mr. Freeze was a rumor. I heard uh, Mr. Freeze, Damien, and then obviously uh, Clayface. So mm -hmm. yeah, it'd be interesting to see who plays Mr. Freeze because the way Matt Reeves did it, right, it's, if you look at every Batman, they've tried to get as close as possible to what they look like in the comic book. But in reality, in our world that we live in, you're not going to see a Riddler with a green suit with question marks on him, right? He would stand out like a mm -hmm. sore thumb. So the way that he took like a regular person who's just crazy and made him these characters, and then he has one question mark on his overcoat that makes him the Riddler is just genius because then you're like walking around the street and like any bit, there's, it could be a Riddler in my neighborhood. Right. Um, same with the penguin. He's just a mobster. And you can imagine in somewhere in New York city, there are a guy walking around looks dead like that. Whereas, you know, Danny DeVito yeah. is no one's going to be looking like that guy as the penguin. Right. So I, I love how real everything looked and that you're like, wow, this could really happen. And I think that's why it did so well. So yeah, like, like, how do you do that with Clayface? Yeah, I, I'm wondering. I'm like, how are you going to do that? Because it's like, I think James Gunn's Batman is going to be more of a, they're going to deal with the over the top, yeah, but still trying to keep it grounded, supernatural aspects exactly. of Batman. Yeah. And Matt Reeves will continue the the kind of what Chris Nolan started yeah. with keeping it very much grounded in reality. Yeah, and like Bane, I, I right? Was, yeah. Like I, I even that I was again rewatching the movie of the Batman and the Iceberg Lounge. Um, <laughs> like I was laughing at it because I used to work at a nightclub that's just like the Iceberg Lounge. Really? I worked, yeah, I used to work at a place called Pulse in New York City, and uh, I worked uh, coat check. <laughs> uh, awesome. e lovely, easy job. Yeah. Um, but the iceberg lounge is just like this. <laughs> and and uh they're 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 they like I, I see dudes who like look like penguin who are there. I don't know what they do because that ain't yeah. out of my damn business. <laughs> um but very are smart, men, very smart. There are certain like levels to the club, yeah. Uh where like there's one part where these it's all for the kids and teenagers. Um, or college or people in their 20s where they're just a club and dance and then there's an other level and it's you know like wall street guys yeah. uh lawyers powerful people and you know i'm taking their coats and taking their jackets or people who are famous who are or dudes who are obviously married who yeah, yeah. obviously have no business being at this place <laughs> but, but you know here they are yeah um but yeah, like I, uh, they did, they, you know, they did a, a very good job with yeah. keeping that movie grounded. And also, mm -hmm. the reason why I think Robert Pattinson's probably one of the better Batman is like, I was like, I was like, yeah, what if, like, if I'm watching any of these scenes and it's super grounded in reality? If I see Ben Affleck walking around in his bad suit, I'm like, I'm like, I'm, like, I'd be like, Yo, what the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> if, but like, cause it, it's like his suit just felt it, it's super. I like, like that's the realest 
bat suit yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. And the it also makes it a great bat suit because he literally and I love this, like his eyes are painted. Yeah. And yeah. they made that like a part of it, like like it's war paint. Yeah. You know? Um because like I you know, growing up watching the other Batman movies, I always kind of just laughed when like he's like uh, it's me and then he <laughs> yeah. takes it off and it's like yeah what what, what happened to his eyeliner <laughs> yeah. it's like like he takes mysteriously it off, gone like, man <laughs> it's mysteriously gone they even they do they do a re- it was really bad yeah. in batman returns where like he's like selena it's me and then it's like what and then you know he has obviously myokin has the eyeliner da, 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 da. you see his eyes yeah, you know, see, you see the eyeshadow to make his eyes pop, and yeah. then he's like, "It's me." He's like, "What are you talking about?" And then he goes, and then, but like when he, when he goes like this, the eyeliner is gone. <laughs> gone. <laughs> if, you're, if you're like really watching, yeah, eyeliner yeah. is gone, and um, and then he he and I, I hated that mask. He just like rips it off like it's rubber, and I'm like, I'm like. Because uh, it it was like the, it was a cow that was connected to his like entire yeah. breastplate or whatever. So um, you know, he's like, we all wear masks, Lena. I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh fuck off! This is stupid. <laughs> this is dumb. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but, but yeah, my, they. I loved how they like, you know, made it that you know he, it's it's like eye makeup. Yeah. That he like puts on, and you, they show him like putting it on, like it's war paint. Yeah, and uh, I, 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 I love they they kept it because they they it started out as like as a test study. They were like, okay, what if Bruce just walks around in this? And then I think Robert Pattinson, it happened by accident because I watched the behind the scenes thing where he came on to do a camera test, and he was just doing the Batman. He just finished trying on the Batman thing, and they had it washed off his eye makeup and they were like wait a minute <laughs> this there's something this works because it's like it, it had been on his face for like a couple of hours so it's like all yeah. wet and like yeah some of it's washed off it's like this works <laughs> so like so it's it just became a thing where people were making fun of it it's like i saw this funny tiktok meme where it's like when the bat signal shows up and it mm-hmm. shows Bruce Wayne like running to a mirror. He takes like mascara, and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like the they did. A, he takes his time. Yeah, yeah. This, like a full minute, and then he's like, "All right, now I'm ready." <laughs> then he runs off. Um, um, but yes, old awesome. Batman. Old Batman. <laughs> Well, Mr. Uh, David, as far as Harriet Tubman, man, anything else that we should let the people know before uh, I let you go, man? It's almost yeah. I've been going for a couple hours, man. I didn't even realize that, bro. Oh, wow. How much fun I'm yeah. having, man. I could talk Batman with you every day, all day, man. I love it, man. Yes. Hey, man. It's been fun. It's been great. <laughs> it is, um, man. Harriet- it's awesome. Yeah, man, like this this has been great. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, no, I love it, man. I, I would actually even love to do like a Batman podcast. I know some really good friends that are huge Batman fans. We should just get on and just talk Batman, man. It would be a lot of fun, man. 
yes, yes, please. Like I, like yeah, I'm a big nerd about Bat. So, so Superman's my favorite, but I'm a big Batman nerd. Yeah, yeah. Um, only because like I, I would never want to be Batman. <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, like uh, that that is some Batman nerd stuff. I'm like, I'm like, it, it, it it's just not sustainable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, 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 how is that man not dead or broken bones? And exactly. like that, he, he can only realistically be Batman till he's forty-one. Yeah, maybe. Like, I'm forty-eight, and I could barely put on my shoes. Sometimes I can't imagine being Batman at this point in my life. Yeah, it's like, it's like the reason why I was laughing at the Michael Keaton thing because I was watching the Flash, and they were like, "Yo, like." We were cracking jokes that like, oh, Batman's like in his sixties and seventies <laughs> and he's still Batman. Like this yeah. is so stupid. But yeah. like Michael Keaton showed up and he that stunt that's him. Yeah, <laughs> he did really good. He did good. I'll tell yeah. you who stole the show for me was Sasha Kaye, who played Supergirl. Oh Super yeah, Boy. she was very good. So I, I watched I it, I'm like, back. ah, she is not Superwoman. Like right when I saw the previews, I go, no, nah, this is gonna be terrible. And then I watched the movie, and I think she stole the show with her portion of uh, Superwoman. She oh, yeah. killed it, man. She killed it. Much better than yeah, I thought I it was going to be when I saw just pictures. I'm like, that doesn't look like her. It doesn't look like it to really? me. Right? And we watched it. I'm like, holy cow, man. I hope they do a movie for her. Really? I, I, I was sold. I think I hadn't seen any, anything of her acting. Mm -hmm. And then when I heard she was cast, um, at first I'm like, okay, she either has to dye her hair blonde, yeah, or yeah. Not. But then I was like, you know, she's uh, she's Latina. Something about her with blonde hair didn't like work. I'm like, okay, yeah, it doesn't happen? work. It didn't work. Is she or maybe she's just gonna keep her hair. But then like they went for that Elseworlds Superwoman thing, and I'm like, ooh, okay. And I think I saw like one set photo of her, and I was like, sold, done. Yeah, yeah. Like, she's, she's gonna crush it. Yeah. And people were like, nah, man. I'm like, I'm like, she, she, she's gonna crush it. It might look silly because it's a set thing, but she, she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna crush this. I, I hope she yeah. comes back, and I hope the super, super girl, girl of tomorrow. Yeah. Is, I hope it's, I hope it's her. Um, I mean, but, uh, she, I think she won the role in that movie, man. She did so good. Oh yeah. I walked Thanks. away. Even Thanks. I had a podcast, and we were talking about the movie, and I said, to be honest. I think she was the star of the movie, man. She killed it. Like we know Michael Keaton already. Um, we know what's his name who plays Flash. Like we know all these characters and the actors who play them. But man, she came out of nowhere and killed it. Oh yeah, because some people were saying that like the studio at first said, "Hey, um, you should, we're going to rewrite this so they find Henry Cavill." Yeah. Instead. And uh, and this will be the Henry Cavill. Superman redemption thing, mm -hmm. and he was like, "No," like, <laughs> and uh, the director Andy Muschietti was like, "No, it should be because it's an Elseworlds thing. We can have do whatever we want." Yeah, um, yeah, let's do let's do our version, which is what they did. They said, so "Let's do our version of Flashpoint." Yeah, um, and because uh, originally the other rewrites of the script were, they don't find it's not it's not. Um, it's Batman, but it's it's Bruce Wayne's dad is Batman, yeah, yeah. and they were gonna cast Homeboy. They were gonna cast Negan uh, as as the guy, but yeah. you know, and old then man Batman, huh? old old man Batman, and uh, cast Negan 
because in that alternate history, Bruce Wayne gets shot. Yeah. And um, his mom becomes Joker and his dad becomes Batman. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Spider-Man No Way Home messes it up. <laughs> And yeah, they're exactly. like, well, we're just we're just gonna bring back the people we've always wanted to see. Yeah, and yeah. have that the, that movie just went up. Two things I could fix about that movie, yeah, you know, improve that baby scene. The beginning is dope as yes. hell. If they just do another pass of CGI, yeah, that's all they needed. The CGI is the only negative. But I, I really enjoyed the movie, though. I really and. and, and just cut that entire like we see Nicolas Cage's Superman <laughs> fighting the spider. Uh, yeah, 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 fighting the spider. Delete the like that whole entire DC celebration of film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just get rid of it. It's uh, either bring them in and they're in the. I'm like, yo, if you're gonna if you're, if you're gonna do that, if you're really gonna do it, yeah, I would have been right. like. You're right. You'd be like, yeah, we're getting our asses kicked. We need it. I got it. Yeah. And I would just have them both like run and be like, hey, you're Superman in this world. I need you here. What? Yeah. Boom. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is here now. Oh, yeah. hey, uh, he sucks. And I'd never want to see him as Superman again, but it'd be fun. Hey, you're Dean Cain as Superman. Yeah. Hey, you're in this fight now. We, we need yeah. more we need more Kryptonians yeah, to yeah. fight this war. Yeah. Uh 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 what's it called? Uh Christian Bale wouldn't would refuse to do it. Yeah. Um but yeah, I would I would run back and have him get Nicolas Cage. Yeah. Uh I'd have yeah, him get Lois and Lane. What what's the gentleman's name that plays Superman and Lois and Lane? He does a really good job uh, doing that. Oh yeah, t t t t Tyler Hopeland. Tyler, yeah. Uh, bring him too. Yeah. Yeah, I'd bring him too, and I, I love that show. That's my favorite. Oh, one of my favorite so Superman. Yeah. yeah, and also just a great like when, whenever because I think the comics have always messed up uh, Superman having kids, mm -hmm. uh, but it, this is the best iteration yeah. that I've seen of yeah, Clark that. and Lois having children. I mean, um, it's so good that even though it got canceled, they re-upped it again for a fourth season when they've canceled every, I mean, WB's pulling back everything because of the strike and who knows all the other political things that are going on within the WB. I think they're genuinely hurting right now because I think they've lost $1.2 billion in film this year, just alone. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but they re up that series because it is, it's one of the best versions of Superman in, in, in live action. I oh, think yeah. they've ever done. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like the showrunners, like I'm kind of sad because this is like the fourth, the, the, they're gonna do a fourth and final season. Yeah, uh, because it's like the third season ended on such a cliffhanger. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like it's like you can't you you cannot cancel yeah. it there. Exactly. It's like do uh, do thirteen hour long episodes for season four. Yeah. Uh, but the showrunners were like, yeah, we have we had stuff planned until the boys graduate college. Yeah. Uh, which I would have loved to have seen, but they're like, "Hey, there's going to be a new Superman," and yeah. the way DC likes to do things, they don't like to have a Superman movie and a TV series go all going at the same time. Um, like Lois and Clark got canceled because we thought Superman Lives was going to come out. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that and that ends on a cliffhanger. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> 
it ends with them getting a kid. Yeah. Um, but like I, you know, I I have a lot of hope that this new phase of James Gunn yeah. is going to be solid because I haven't hated anything James Gunn has done. That's the reality. And, right? Yeah, I haven't like Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two was okay. But Peacemaker is solid. The Suicide Squad is solid. Such a fun series. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and, and like it, Guardians one and three are solid. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it. And also, you have a dude who's a legit comic book fan. Yeah. No, he knows the up. canon. He knows these characters. Even Suicide Squad was pretty good by him. I enjoyed it. Oh yeah, I I, I really like him. People are like, well, Snyder's movies made more money. I'm like, all of James Gunn's films and and slate has a they've all opened during a pandemic yeah and they're also the best reviewed from what i've seen like out of the dc he made his dc thing kind of like a soft reboot already in the snyderverse yeah but it's uh, yeah it's my favorite thing but um back to what you were saying uh shine with i think i think Zack snyder is gonna shine with rebel moon I think that's going to yeah. be next level. That's going to tear. Yeah. And that's he's got his own spot, and that's perfect for him. And then James Gunn is going to hopefully revamp DC. As a DC fan, that's my my universe. I'm hoping that he does an amazing mm-hmm. job like he has been. So I'm very hopeful. Oh, yeah. I'm going to kill it. I really am. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Superman Legacy is well cast. Yeah. And uh, that actor they cast to be Superman at first, he wasn't like, he wasn't my top choice. Yeah. yeah. Um. I wanted Wolfgang Novogratz to be Superman. Yeah, yeah. But he went with this guy that kind of has elements of uh, Henry Cavill. He looks um, dead like him, to be honest, a younger version of yeah, him. Yeah, he but looks like a younger, taller, skinnier version. Yeah, he's been bulking up, though. They, they showed videos of him putting on quite a bit of muscle. So he's getting ready. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, and I've never seen him. He's a, he's a, he has bright brown hair. Yeah. Um, but he uh, that David Cornsweet he has an act he's a he, he one of his best friends is, is a famous TikTok guy uh, and he makes cameos in his friend's TikTok uh, one of his best friends he's like this weird zany TikTok dude who's he, he says fit check fit check and he <laughs> like and David Cornsweet has always had a cameo in it as his awkward friend in the background yeah yeah and usually he's always like looking awkward and and weird in the background but (laughs) i liked it that uh these last i think uh, maybe a couple months back because you can tell he's auditioning for superman (laughs) he's wearing he's wearing a hat in Uh, the videos it's like very eagle eye it's like oh wait his jet black hair (laughs) i'm like ooh, what does that dude look like i'm like take off the hat i need to see what yeah, that yeah. man looks like with glasses and jet black hair. <laughs> but um I I watched like some clips of him acting and I'm like, okay, I can see why. Yeah. He he feels and sounds more like Superman than Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, it always felt like it felt too clean because mm-hmm. he's British and he's trying to be um from Kansas Middle America. Middle from America. Kansas where where David Cornsworth just is the guy. He's yeah. from like He's from like a small country town in Connecticut, yeah, and is a nice and also is like a nice guy because you just yeah. you just gotta make him a regular dude, kind, dorky, 
and um yeah just just make just make him just make him normal because he just <laughs> wants to be normal yeah um but yeah uh as far as harry temple demon slayer goes issue one is now out and in stores nationwide incredible thank you thank you thank you um it's in development to be a tv series on uh on disney with prentice penny and sebastian jones as the producers um issue two is going to drop nationwide um next month october 13th and uh yeah it's just going to be an ongoing comic book um and i'm really happy with this partnership with massive because they've been the distribution arm for it and they've you know because before i was distributing this book from my 2010 mazda exactly (laughs) and and now that you know we're flowing through diamond and simon schuster you know this has been able to reach a couple thousand comic book shops and uh like what was the name of the bookstore in your town it's called diggers comics and collectibles and but he's i had no idea that's amazing yeah, yeah yeah diggers it's like this little tiny character so our ambrose well i'll give him a little plug ambrose is the owner of diggers and uh i called him up a couple days ago and i said hey you wouldn't happen to have ordered um harriet tubman he goes oh yeah i ordered it and i read it and i thought it was really good so i was glad that he read it. but he's been ordering everything from massive because they're a fairly new um publisher and so he wants to give everything a chance and those things that don't do good, just like any other comic book store, he won't carry anymore. But yeah, he's been ordering everything. And I was so excited because I was going to have him order it anyways through the preview book. Um, he goes, no, I already got it ordered. I'm ordering it. And he goes, somehow he got an early copy and he said, I, I read it and I thought it was really good. So oh, awesome. here in this that little a- town named Hemet, which no one knows where we're at, man, our little local comic book store, you walk in and he, right when you walk in, he has this one stand with all new first issues. Like this is the first appearance or first uh, issue of this comic, and you were front and center, my friend. Uh, and th- that that makes me feel great, man. Because like, um, massive. They told me just like the numbers and yeah, like the first. Usually, the first print edition is you know, sometimes you can live or die. You know, for sure. At first, I was I wasn't gonna pay attention to what the first prints were because I'm just like. Like, yeah, my comic book's been around for a while. It's been not in like thousands of stores like it is now, yeah. but it's been in like people know what it is. Mm-hmm. So no one knew how it was gonna do. Right. So I think for this, we're like, hey, it's nationwide. Here are some variants. And you know, I can't say too much about numbers, but they yeah. the first print did higher than Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And did higher than The Walking Dead in its wow. first printing, and um, so I was like, "Oh!" And they're like, "Yeah, we're going to do a second print- printing of it because your book's been selling out in a few places." And That's so like, cool. Oh. No, and I'm just grateful because there's been like a lot of long nights and yeah. a lot of like, um, you know, we make comp of you. You just hope the thing gets made, yeah, uh, and you hope it gets made well, right. and. And then when you're exhausted, you're like, shit, I hope people enjoy it. Um, And yeah, like this has just been a labor of love since 2015. Um, It was never a thing where overnight um, people say like, oh my God, Harry Tim, when I'm at conventions, they see like, oh, Harry Tim, Demon Slayer. What is that? I've never heard (laughs) it before. And I've I've been like, oh, this is my life since 2015. 
Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not, again, I'm just, just really grateful and just really happy that uh, people are buying it. Not people are, are not just buying it. They're actually really enjoying it. Yeah. And, you know, um, but yeah, issue two, I think the first six chapters are going to come out monthly and I'm going to start production on chapter seven and eight next month. Yeah. And um, Alipa Martinez and, and Stephen Harris are going to draw all those issues. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to keep, I'm just going to keep making this comic book. Yeah. Um, I think I have, I think I have 200 chapters in me. Wow. Um, I'm not going to do what Robert Kirkman does where he's like, I'm going to end it on 197 or I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to end it on one. You couldn't do like six more just to be at 150. <laughs> oh yeah. Like actually, no, he came out and said Tom McFarlane was making fun of him. He's like, why did you end this on 144? And then he said something cool. Oh, yeah. And that, that makes me go like, ooh, he's going to do something. He's like, oh, because if I want to come back, you know, maybe when a movie or a TV show comes out, I can do, um, I can do like, uh, uh, what is it? It's 144. He's like, I can do a five or six chapter, like limited series. Oh, that's a good point. Just to, you know, just to tell another story. But it's like, it's like, yo, where else are you gonna go with that story? Like, Mark is, you know, happily married. Just kind of like everything's like so he's nice. happily married. He's like, he's in his forties. Yeah, you got a couple um, kids. Yeah, he has two kids. Uh, I don't know what his daughter's though. name is. What's up? Maybe that's where he goes, though. Maybe it's the kids in that six. Oh yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that's where his, it goes. Because his daughter, well, actually, no, he's much older. Because I think it ends with his with Eve being like eighty years old, and she's all decrepit, and she explodes <laughs> to pink, and then she's like, "All right, I'm back to being thirty again." Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, like, like I, I, I think that he's going to during the season finale of the animated series, the series finale. Yeah. I think they're going to do eight seasons of that show. And toward the end of the animated series, he's going to like release yeah. something. And he, I think it'll be business, uh, right. David, this is a business. He's a businessman. He knows how to make money as popular as season was, um, that they've wanted a fast track season two because it was so popular and they don't want this big gap where they start losing interest money talks man i i cannot see him waiting too much longer before something comes out with another comic oh yeah book. like right it's like, just it's too prime and too many new oh, yeah like exposed oh yeah like because it's like you have so much i know that they're gonna do a live action invincible mm -hmm. movie or maybe he'll wait till the movies come out because that's true uh yeah. This animated series is like they're gonna do at least like eight or ten seasons or yeah. more, yeah. and he even talked about it. He's like, um, because that animation takes a minute, yeah, and they're like, yeah, you're right. They're they're they greenlit two and three, and they're like recording. I think they they had started recording um, season two, mm -hmm. and season two has like. There's a, there's going to be a gap in season two where there's a break. They're like he's he, he didn't go into it. I was at Comic Con. He's like, hey, something's going to happen on episode yeah. 
uh, four or five, where we're going to take a break and we'll be back in January. And people are like, no, nah, that's bullshit, man. Fuck you, man. He's like, no, no, no. Y'all are going to need a break. Because <laughs> it, it's like, it, it, it's going to, which I, I think I know what episode. I think it's going to be, <laughs> I think it's going to be when Mark and spoiler for Invincible, everyone. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be when Mark finds his dad Ooh. and they, and he hugs his dad and then the Milton Wrights find um, Nolan and Mark and he has, and they fight and it's violent as hell. So crazy. It is so a good. violent ass issue. So <laughs> I, I, I think that's like, because that he's like, he's like, he the way he said like, y'all need a break. But I think it's also like the there was an actor strike, so they can't have. They yeah. probably need to re-record some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, one forty-four. He wants to probably he'll probably come back and do like a team up with Kid Invincible, yeah, <laughs> Mark Invincible, and I think his daughter's name is Invincible. Yeah, um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Something like that, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep making more Harriet comics and do two hundred do two hundred issues. Um, I have Nightmare Newark that's going to come out in 2024. That, Killer yeah. B is going to come out in 2024. Um, and maybe I'm going to do a Harriet Tub and Demon Slayer toy line. Maybe yes. I'll drop a Harriet Tub and Demon Slayer Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, for 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 toys. Yeah. yeah. Um, and figurines because you know I premiered my partnership with Let's Be Onyx. We did a 12 inch Harriet Tub and figurine and harriet tubman four inch scale action figure so it's like okay let's do a kickstarter for harriet tubman um 12 inch figurines yeah um but yeah we're i i'm gonna launch that when i've fulfilled my other kickstarter for nightmare in newark nightmare in newark is a big 80 page issue it's still being drawn yeah but uh that's what's next for me and whenever the strike ends then we go straight to work in this harriet tubman demon slayer live action tv series well, that's super exciting, David. I hope that uh, we could have you back uh, when the strike yeah, is man, over so we could talk about live action. And then I am going to bring these Batman people together, and I want you to be part of Batman. Um, that would be so fun just to talk Batman for a couple hours, man. Yeah, 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 man. Like, I'll, yes, please, 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 please. <laughs> would love to do it. Uh, and I'll talk about, yeah, my favorite Batman stories. Yeah, yeah. The best. And I'll talk about my favorite Batman artist, Jim Lee. Um, Jim Lee is awesome, yeah. Drake Capullo is pretty good, too, though, I have to say. Who? Drake Capullo. Oh, yeah, Greg, Greg Capullo. Yeah, I mean, and... he did uh, with um, Scott Snyder. I mean, they had a long run together, and that's oh, yeah. amazing. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, no, I agree with you. Yeah. I mean, Jim... Jim Lee is one of the best artists ever to be in comics. I mean, he is so clean with his art. It's incredible. Oh yeah, like I I hate that Jim Lee is like he's like oh I'm the vice president of DC running things. I'm like no dude, you need to be drawn. I don't need your business choices. I'll be honest with you, as a DC fan, I don't think he's as great of a leader for DC as he would be drawing. He is literally one of the best artists ever to live. I don't think he's a super great executive just from things that have happened within DC Comics. Um, but uh, I have so much respect for him and what he's done for the industry. Indie comics wouldn't be the same if he wasn't part of that group that came out with Todd yeah. and Vestry. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they 
they made everyone know it's possible to do your own thing and you don't need to go to the big two to bring your forth your your dreams of your own storylines and characters and stuff so tremendous amount of respect for him love him i got autographs of him i mean one of the best artists ever i just don't i wish i, I would rather have dan didio back as running uh dc and yeah. stuff like that yes yes like, <laughs> i'm just like like same same like i like it's like i i i met jim lee once uh i got him in 2006 i'm kind of jealous um a friend of mine was having a really bad day mm. and he was going through like a really tough time a tough breakup and i asked jim lee to do an autograph thing for my friend will and then jim lee drew his bat like just on the spot in 2006 yeah. he drew He's batman awesome. for my friend and i was just like i want to keep this <laughs> but my friend's having a tough time so i gave yeah. my friend and yeah. um and then i saw jim lee I didn't get to talk to him. Uh, I was being interviewed at San Diego Comic-Con. I was walking out and I saw him and I was like, oh shit, it's Jim Lee. And he was on, he was like looking at his phone because some executive DC stuff was happening. Yeah. And uh, and I, I was like, Jim Lee. And <laughs> someone was like, Mr. Crownson, we need to interview you for Harry Potter. And I was like, no. <laughs> um, and I just wanted to give him his flowers and be like, dude, like, yeah. we don't need you being an executive. We need you to be drawing Batman and Superman. Exactly. Like, I literally will, I have a Batman story I want him to draw selfishly. Um, so everyone buy Harry Tubman Demon Slayer so it yeah. can become a multi-million dollar thing. <laughs> and then uh, on my summers off from doing Harriet, I will write my six chapter Batman story Love that it. Jim Lee will exclusively draw. Um, <laughs> it's a fun story called Batman Le uh, Legion of Rat. It's yeah. a fun story. Very fun story about assassins who are killing people in Gotham. <laughs> and uh, spoiler alert for this comic book, Batman finds the two assassins and it turns out it's his parents. <laughs> and because uh, so someone made a joke, there were like the only people who stay dead in comics are are Uncle Ben and Bruce Wayne's parents. Exactly. I yeah. like, like I gotta bring them like, back just to prove them that that's not true. I was like, yeah, let me just bring but yeah, I had a thing where where Tal the the Talia Al Ghul takes Bruce Wayne's parents' corpse and they put them in the Lazarus pit. Uh, and it reanimates them, but they're back, but they're crazy. <laughs> and uh they become assassins and all that. Wow. He has to take out his own parents. And... Yeah, he has to take out his own parents, <laughs> and it's like awesome. it's like a it's like a thing for him. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Actually, no. I think I ended it. I ended the comic with he just he goes he goes with his parents. His parents his parents run the League of Shadows, mm -hmm. and they they come back to Gotham, and he's like he's like yo, uh, Alfred, you coming? Uh, bye, bye. He's, he's like bye Barbara bye Tim <laughs> I, I got my family back yeah. Yeah. and then but it turns out he's just doing it as a decoy and he, he knows he has to kill his parents that's crazy but, um, but yeah anywho that's my Batman story <laughs> I love it I love it I love it if this gets made to a thing I might come back and be like hey you gotta cut this last eight minutes of yeah, the, yeah exactly <laughs> of I have no problem no problem no problem <laughs> All right, Mr. David. 
Thank you so much, man. I, I can't tell you how much I enjoyed the time with you. And I hope we could do this again very soon, my friend. Yes, please. Tom, thank you so much for having me. And this has been a blast and it's been fun. Uh, let, let's come back for your your sequel podcast, Talk Batty to Me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and we'll just talk about all our favorite Batman art and stories and all that fun stuff. But yeah, man, this has been great. Thank you again. Yeah. Have a great uh, night and a great weekend, David. Thank you again. You too. Thanks, Tom. Right, take it Bye. easy. <laughs> Bye. You too.